Hacking Crew Castapods, episode number 27, the podcast for May 2016. I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Ben. Follow those size fives. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Fesh. Hello. Cat. Hi. And Bill. Happy Tal Day. Oh. oh it's it's Happy Tal Day. It's Tal Day, yes. Wait, so oh, it's Hitchhiker's Day, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's Happy Tal Day, National Wine Day. National Asparagus Day. What else was on that list? <laughs> I never said <laughs> National Asparagus Day. <laughs> but I'm very disappointed you didn't know that reference. We're having a movie night at your house from with that movie. I, did, I forget. I didn't hear what you said. Oh. Will it help if I say... Um, oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> if I say oh, crap. Ruth? Ah, Goonies. Okay. Yeah. I just missed what you said going through the introduction. So I so follow those reference. size fives. <laughs> you don't know any of I've seen it once. No. Oh. So not enough for me to remember anything. So anyway. Any lines at least. We're going to start the show the way we start every other show. And then my question for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather do battle one-on-one with a samurai or with a gunslinger in the Old West? So we're talking like a classic high noon showdown. So, I'm going to start tonight with Bill. Well, if Mythbusters has told us anything, <clears throat> is you never bring a knife to a gunfight. Adam won out so many times over Jamie with the gun over the knife. So, I'd rather do battle with a samurai as long as I can have a gun. Yeah, that's not going to work this way. If you, it's one-on-one with a samurai... But it doesn't say- Okay, let's let's discuss this for a second. It's one on one with either a samurai or a gunslinger, and you have the same. And weapon. you have the same weapon. Ah. Well, I think there's I... the clarification. Okay, so if you're fighting a samurai, you also have the tools of a samurai, and if you're fighting a gunslinger, you also have the same tools as a gunslinger in the old west. Here, here's the here's the problem with both of those. And and Bill's just kind of like seppuku. If I do battle, if I do battle with a samurai. He's probably going to beat the shit out of me because, well, I'm not trained very well with a sword. But the good part about doing battle with a samurai is that if I lose honorably, he should kill me right there to, you know, kill me honorably. If I do battle with a gunslinger and I don't happen to get a lucky shot off and he actually shoots me, I'm probably getting shot somewhere... Probably here, middle of body mass. I won't die right away, but I'll probably die later of either blood loss or infection because it's the Wild West. It's true. It's not going to be a very good death. Well, it's going to be have, a very painful You'll have death. like five days to say goodbye to your loved ones. and <laughs> The worst five days of my life. <laughs> okay, so he's got a putting in that probably about three because I would assume shock will set in around like. Day three, day four. You'll get all delirious. It'll be great. It's true. Uh, so, no, I, I think I'd, under those rules, I'd rather do battle with a samurai. Because that would be put out of misery right away. So the, my question good. today is more like, how would you rather die? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much what it's come down to, hasn't it? Uh, how about you, Fesh? Samurai or gunslinger? Okay, I think we have established either way I'm going to die. And I, I disagree with you. <clears throat> because I think... Uh, <clears throat> Don't die, Fesh. Don't die now. I think in a like a really good like a professional gunslinger in the Wild West is probably going to kill you clean out. It's going to be a heart shot or a head shot. You know, samurai is going to cut you down to size very very quickly. This 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 is not. There was no professional in the title. Gunslinger. Gunslinger. It's a gunslinger. I get that. It is. It is a showdown at high noon. You could have pissed off like 
The guy that chisels tombstones. So, or Aunt Susie. Nah, that guy doesn't fight. Um, I think, and, and again, I'm going to go into this assuming either way I'm dead. Uh, so now i got to think about vengeance angle, right? I'm, I'm in the ground either way. Now, the one thing I know about the Wild West, that was a racist place, right? So I figure if I let the samurai kill me, chances are he's going down eventually anyway, because that's just a terrible town to live in. Whereas the gunslinger might not. So I think, uh, I think I'd face the samurai. Okay. I think that's a rational decision to make. Cat. Um, I'm not going to go with logical or how I want to die on this. I'd go with what I think is more interesting. Um, I mean, I used to do a lot of research on samurai in the past, and that was... But if I had to choose, I like westerns more. I would go with the gunslinger. I, I enjoy writing westerns more and gunslinging more. It's just... Fast pace is interesting. I mean, there's... More finesse with samurai, but I think it'd be fun. I'm gonna go with Wild West. Uh, I would rather face off against a gunslinger because, as you said, the word professional is not used. Samurai is more close combat, which means I have a better chance of dying or at least being hit. <laughs> with a gunslinger, there's a bigger chance he could miss. So, yeah, I'm gonna take the gunslinger. Screw the samurai. Because he'd screw me first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, screw I'm you also, so hard. <laughs> also going gunslinger on this one, just for the sheer fact that I think you do have a, based on the guns of the time, you have a higher chance of potentially walking away mm-hmm. if the person's not a, the best shot. I'd like to point out for the record, I think in the Wild West, anybody cocky enough to get into a gunfight with you usually more knows than how likely to use knows what he's doing. It's either that guns. or he has no idea and he's showing off. So I guess you guys, you know, I think I'd almost be willing to change my answer to Gunslinger, except we haven't established what the samurai's doing in that town. And if killing me is part of his, like, vital quest to save the elephant or something... To save the elephant? Yeah, there's... Okay. This isn't Ungba. good. The samurai wouldn't be in that. And again, I was like... Since when are samurai and pilot? No, That's a good point. Okay. Oh, I've got to learn my, my Asian movies. I'm a terrible person. Oh, so anyway, um, one of the things we wanted to discuss real quick is just a couple weeks ago, the three of us at this table were at Steampunk's World Fair. I'll step back. <laughs> uh, Sven did not join us and Del was unable to attend this year, but... I'd like to point out, too, of you probably have much better memories than I do. Or memories Why? in general. Would you like no, to tell the uh, series of unfortunate events oh. for your Friday? Oh my god, yeah, Fesh had the saddest time. Oh, uh, it was the worst Not Friday at ever. at Steampunk World Fair. No, the, the, the... The, the event was fun once I got to get back to it. <clears throat> we spent the day before uh, the event getting everything ready, and I hung my costumes, and we got most of the stuff into the car that was small enough to get into the car, and then we rushed around last minute, got everything packed, Jumped in, picked up a friend of ours, drove the hour and 45 minutes or so. We got there around, what, about 9 o'clock, would you say? About 9, yeah. About 9 o'clock. So halfway through unpacking the car, I realized that I never grabbed my two outfits out of the closet and added them to the car. I, I think I assumed Ashley did it, and Ashley assumed I did it. So either way, I was left with the choice of walking around Steampunk World's Fair in a t-shirt and jeans all weekend, or jumping back in the car for a three-hour round trip to get my costume. So, I mean, I'm not a moron, right? So, I jump in the car three-hour <laughs> round trip. I, I would like to state that I actually was in t-shirt and jeans all weekend. I was going to buy a kilt, but I, there was snafus. But I've so. got 
nice costumes that I really like. I know, you did spend a lot of money. <laughs> and and I can only like wear them like twice a year. It's but, true, yeah. So the worst part is, though, I uh, on my way to the car to leave, I almost gouged my out, eye out with a stick trying to duck under a tree. Found out that the GPS, um, the, uh, the, what do you call the, the, the cigarette lighter charger was broken. So I had to finagle that just to figure out how to get home. Hit the road, think I'm in all in the clear, right? This is going to be a three-hour drive. This is going to be fine. Go to open the Dr. Pepper that I had resting between my legs. Explode. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I spent the rest of the trip driving an hour, 40 minutes back here, sitting in a pool of Dr. Pepper. And Ashley's Are first... Are you sure it was Dr. Oh, Pepper? It was sticky. Okay. So, wow. Oh, it was Dr. Pepper. <laughs> the worst part is Ashley's first comment when I told her about that was... How are my car seats? <laughs> she loves that car. To be fair, yeah, she to, really loves that and car. And to be fair, I caught half of a bottle of soda with my lap, and none of it got into the seats. So you were a trooper. Oh, you were a Gosh. trooper. And I got back what one thirty-ish. Oh, I, mean, I got in pretty late. Yeah. And what stinks about getting Friday. back late to an event yeah. like this is everybody's in their cups at that point. Yes. And it's like, do I yeah. rush and, and make myself sick like, or within thirty minutes of you and Josh out. had yep. already had your curtsy off. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me and me and Josh, our friend, uh, had a curtsy off in the courtyard. But which we were shown up by our, our, our friend Jada. Uh-huh. Well, of course. <laughs> the bestest. That's the a curtsy given. Offs, yeah. Um. There was, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic event, though. I mean, like, they had a, even though Emperor, Emperor Norton's wasn't there this year, um, Igris still did a, like, dance party. Like a 12, out front 12 a.m. slash 12.30 in the Saturday morning, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, they started playing, and then someone told us that they were playing, so we gathered people, and everyone, and more people gathered, and then by the time they were, like, you know, a couple songs in, it had amassed into a huge crowd. So a bunch of people was were out to say there at least about a good 100, 150 people. It was yeah. a lot of fun outside, and which is which is correct, which is mm-hmm. correct for that kind of an event. As you do, and um, as he was trying to climb the aerial, so it's really like, no, don't do it. <laughs> our one friend who does uh, you know aerial silk demonstrations that you've heard her as a, on a couple of our interviews in the past on Khaki mm-hmm. Crew, so. Uh, that was yeah. adorable. So, yeah. <laughs> insane fun was that. And then we had the the massive storm that came through Saturday oh, night. Man. Oh, that was insane. They actually had to shut down the midway. Yeah, that um, wrecked shop. I felt so bad for the vendors outside. It's honestly, it's one of the reasons I never do outside vending is because you are subject to the elements. And people and were grounded inside their hotels. If I, you know, if the elements come, my tea and books are gone. It becomes a big tea party. <laughs> it's a big sad tea party filled with my tears and rain, um, and whatever tea is steeping. Wait, is into your the... skull made out of powdered sugar too, or? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, it was just a a lot of people, and then um, that Sunday I did my tea tasting. The Mad Libs were all mad here tea yep. tasting, and Fesh helped out at that. that. Rob made the stand. Yep. I did. We had a bunch of people. It was a lot of fun. I mean, people just really enjoyed themselves and got to try like seven different types of tea. So that was a blast. It was a big success this year. Yeah, so overall, even was, with the I crazy mean, weather, it was crazy. It was my busy. stand did amazing. It was so a big was crowd, and uh, it's it's a crowd that's getting bigger. I mean, I think yeah. the, the the space in which both uh, hotels sold out this year is only dude. It's insane. Yeah, is one it, hotel like, sold out in three hours. The other one sold out in poor two days. Bill. It's, Bill was like, "What the fuck?" It's utterly ridiculous. I it's went on insane. not even an hour after they posted that. Oh look. 
This hotel has now opened up their rooms for Steampunk World's Fair for next year, mm-hmm. and they were all sold out. Well, I think the so, hotel that was doing the shuttle service got announced today. They, they did. did. Yeah, they I did. About and they're it. probably already sold but, out. <laughs> I didn't check. Uh, uh, they, no, you yeah, probably I know. should during our break. <laughs> I probably so, should. Ben, to explain that, like, Steampunk World Fair takes place in two hotels. Like, they're side by side, which is the perfect setup. And what they Oh, I do, saw the map because I was yeah. looking, actually, my plans for that weekend actually ended up getting canceled. So I oh, was going to come out. Oh, yeah. you should have. And then I realized what the price was for a one-day ticket. This it wasn't true. worth for me to come up there just for one day. That's and fair. also with the That's weather totally that fair. day. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. So. I get that. But yeah, so I mean, it's two huge hotels. Like, you know, there's room vending. There's, you know, so the entire bottom floors <clears> are completely inhabited but then um and then the midway too and this thing is just selling out so crazy not <laughs> not to put anyone down or to yeah. say anything bad about steampunk world's fair but jeff if you're listening you may need to find two new hotel hotels or find a bigger space because that's it's huge like he's looking we really he's we want to go we want to go <laughs> we don't necessarily want to stay at the overflow hotels oh. we will but We'd prefer to stay on site. See, I would have been completely out of place because I would have showed up dressed as Jay Garrick, and I was like, I "What was going on? It's not this fine. kind of con." Yeah, Actually, it would have worked totally too because yeah. that it's a leather and it's like leather. a steel helmet. Yeah, and yeah. it, it would have been totally fine. Fitted. And most people would. It's kind of steampunkish DC. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think you would have been fine. Honestly, I regret not bringing my stormtrooper costume. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it wouldn't have fit in the car. Well, you would have had a lot of fun with it. But I would have had a blast next year. Next year, it's quite quite a bit of a possibility. Steampunk events is really, like, all geek goes. Like, there was Steampunk Little Mermaid. And, like, Steampunk, there, you know... There was Steampunk Ghostbusters. Yeah. So people just have fun, like, getting their geek on with Steampunk stuff. There were Steampunk Star Trek people there. Hey. Mm -hmm. I saw Yeah. And I was pretty impressed with that. And that's when I realized... Did you see the Labyrinth people? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was the full, like, dress from Labyrinth. The ballroom gown. Beautiful. It was Oh, my God. It was awesome. Uh, But, yeah, it was just a great event. We had a great time. We always enjoy that event at times. This is next year. Yeah, like I said, we we opted not to do press this year because, like I said, we've we've done it in the past and we have a blast. But it was nice to get back to just, like, getting a chance to enjoy the event and helping work out at the stand and such. And I think it was the best move to go with this year. It was a ton of fun. Honestly, being at the stand is really fun because you can sit and people come to you and so you just talk to them. And it's, I meet so many people that way and I don't even, I get to sit. I don't get, like, I'm not walking all around being like, my feet hurt and these heels and this is terrible. I'm just sitting and they come to me and I chat with them. Yeah, I'll admit, after a craptastic uh, beginning, uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. Yeah. The weekend next great. year, yep. And it's great because it's not the same weekend as commencement weekend at Rutgers, which this yes, summer, this Obama year, was at Rutgers for commencement. Yeah, yeah, for the commencement the ceremony was this year. There, so all the roads to get to Steampunk World Fair on Sunday, on Sunday were closed. Were, yeah, yep. It like our vendors' room because we were staying at the hotel and like our vendors' room was empty. I got there like ready to like go. And nobody was there still, so I was like, uh, I guess we can just open and watch their stands for them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people were able to, like, around, like, 12, 12.30, it, everybody got, yeah. was able to get to the event, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Did it turn out? Um, but, yeah, so, uh, one of the next things we wanted to touch on, too, since we were talking cons as well, uh, another reminder, Too Many Games for 2016 is coming up in just a few short weeks, it's just about a month away from today. Uh, which is June 24th, 25th, and 26th. And one of the reasons I'm more than excited for this year's event is one of my favorite bands is actually playing, which I didn't know was coming, which is MC Large. 
Um, so I would awesome. highly recommend if you've never heard him, go to YouTube, find his music. Uh, it's freaking phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, the guy's just fantastic. He's the best way you can put it is lit hop. I know. I love it. <laughs> I still um, haven't heard him, but I'm excited. Oh, oh I, it's fantastic. Yeah. Lit hop slash nerdcore. Yeah. You yeah. would love it, Bill. If you're listening to lots of like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I will. Yep. Uh, I will probably be buying a day pass just to come out to see that. I mean, that that alone. I mean, not that I don't enjoy the too many games uh, event. Haven't been doing it in a little while, but that's more than enough to pull me out of my shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is a ton of fun. And then uh, also, uh, and actually, just two weeks away is Wizard World. Less than two. Less than two weeks uh-huh. away. Oh my God! Yeah, it is. Wizard yeah. World. Wizard World 2016. Wizard. And. Which you, you we're excited dive about, <clears throat> because this will be my second year doing this. Uh, third year covering Wizard World, second year doing this particular thing. And Rob, your first year doing this particular thing. Yes. Uh, this was something that was always on my bucket list, and I got to do it twice last year. This year I'm only doing it once, but you're doing. You're going to be on the same one. We're doing a panel together Yay! at Wizard World Comic Con. Not just any panel. We're doing... Two of the biggest pop culture topics in the country right now, in pop culture, DC versus Marvel. And we are on Saturday, which is the biggest day of the con. And we are going to have a packed room. And I, all I hope <clears throat> is, I know the three people that are on this so far, and there's hopefully more. There's more. Okay. I just don't know who they are. I hope I have another fellow DC, DC person. person. I know. <laughs> I was going to be on this little lonely island. I'm gonna, I, I need somebody to help fight the good fight. Well, this? I mean, I and would that's support th- you, babe. And that's the thing that we discussed before too. Was, oh, I know. It's me, you, and our friend Maddox. Yes. Maddox is heavy Marvel. You're heavier DC. I kind of fall somewhere in the middle, especially now with Rebirth. And I'm starting to read Rebirth, and I've been going back reading some old JSAs. I've been reading Flashpoint. I'm starting to fall now into the DC part of the comic books. I still lean heavily more towards Marvel films. But That's fair. Um, I will say I fall heavier in Marvel yeah. films too. DC TV. But for the comic books and yeah, DC is television. So I'm gonna fall somewhere in the middle, and we don't know where our fourth person is gonna fall because we don't know who they are. Yeah, mystery but, person. Uh, if you were in the area listening, of course, and you were gonna be out at Wizard World Saturday, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what room. I think but it's it, room one fifteen. I. But there'll be a programming think, yeah. schedule when you get there, so just check the programming schedule for the Saturday con around six o'clock. Marvel versus DC. And you will find myself, Rob, our friend Mannix, Cat uh, will be in the audience, yeah. as well as we'll have some other friends in, in the and audience we'll probably too. probably be live streaming it too, I think, right? I think we're going to do live streaming through Facebook Live. And try to get audio too. Yeah. So. so. Awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah. So a couple really fun weekends coming up. It was just a fun weekend just two weeks ago. The cool thing about doing that too, and I still have both of mine from last year, is you get that little Wizard World placard with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> It shows awesome. that you were a panelist. That That's is awesome. Super cool. So, well, I think it's time to get into our topics for tonight. And I think the first one is probably the best one to lead with because the topic after this, you'll understand why. So, one of the things I think we all really wanted to talk about a little bit is spoiler talk. Not talking about things that have just happened, but. Oh, no, we're going to spoil everything. That's <laughs> what we're doing. More specifically, though. How spoilers have been getting handled, whether through social media, through your friends, friends of friends, uh, Twitter, and just, you know, as far as internet culture. Uh, and 
what needs to be done about this because things are getting out of hand it just a bit. It's getting kind of crazy. I mean, granted, it's one specific thing sometimes, but yeah, we're coming off of a big event of Game of Thrones the other week. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, like I'll be honest, for me at least, because we're behind. Like we have Hulu Plus, so we are always a day behind. And Netflix, like we don't have cable. We haven't had cable for years. And what it's doing to me, like I, you know, for a while, like a lot of those shows, I tried to keep up and I tried to keep current. Like when the first couple seasons of Game, like Game of Thrones came out, I was watching all of them, and um, you know, tried my best to kind of get watch it as soon as I could. But the spoilers hadn't been as rampant then, or the stuff. But what? But like now, I've just gotten to the point where I just don't even try watching the shows anymore. Well, I always find some random show I've never seen on Netflix and blow through that because yeah, it might be really old, but no one's talking about it online, so they can't spoil it for me. Well, that's the thing with social media, the way it is nowadays with social media, with Facebook, with Twitter, with you know Snapchat and Instagram and yeah. memes. Yeah. Everything gets spoiled. Not even like I don't know how some of these people are so damn fast on oh some of these God, memes. Oh my God! I know. I mean, I'm not going to say what happened, but I mean, this last episode of, of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the episode ended, and literally two minutes later, I saw memes online yeah. of this particular event of how the episode ended. It It's bad enough when people spoil it like that on social media, oh, yeah. but it's even worse, and I come back to Walking Dead, what, like a season or two ago, when right after like the last episode before like the season break... They posted the picture of Daryl carrying um, whoever it was. I can't remember her name because I haven't watched The Walking Beth. Dead in so long. Yes, carrying her away, and it was like they po- they posted that picture. The official Facebook page posted that picture right after the episode aired on the East Coast, and all the West Coast people were like, "What the fuck, people?" We haven't seen it yet. You made a point that I made to these guys earlier before we started recording. Entertainment Weekly, Variety, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, HBO, all these official Facebook pages are guilty of the same thing. The The episode ends at 9 o'clock. 9.01, it's a race to who can post what happened in the episode first. And, I mean, granted, they're posting spoiler alert before it so that you don't click on the article to read it. But one of the biggest things I saw was, you know, take an episode where a major character dies. They'll say, spoiler alert, you know, major death and whatever. You're, okay, first, so now you're already notified somebody died. So now you're going to expect it. The anticipation is gone, as you mentioned. But in a particular case with a, a, a certain Game of Thrones episode that aired this season already, not only did they post spoiler alert, major character death, but the picture that came with the article was the picture of the character that died. So spoiler alert does nothing. Yeah. It, it, you oh, you already ruined it. I, I hate to say it because I, I, I don't watch many new things. In fact, I've just gotten into this really awesome show called Fringe. Not sure if you guys have heard about it yet. Oh, I love it. Um, I've never heard of it, though. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> no. My question about that, I mean, it, you've got filters. Now, I, I get if you're, like, hammering Reddit or you're hitting some of these other spots where there's there's massive uh, meta input from around uh, the world, but like you said, Game of Thrones pages or, or other pages devoted solely to it, you have an option to filter them, you know, out, unfollow them for a period of time. And but it's such an you know inconvenience you, to do that. Uh, would I rather be inconvenienced by having to go through and uh, and unfollow friends that I know are, are constantly guilty See, of it? Friends and are doing pages. it all the time too, and that's uh, you, just as bad. You have the wrong kind of friends. <laughs> I hate to say that. Spoilers are. Yeah, I, I get it. But the point that Bill made too is the fact that you know some of these 
shows air on the East Coast at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever. They don't air on the West Coast till two, three hours later. Yeah. And these these media outlets are posting these articles as soon as the East Coast airing is done. So it's already out in the open before the West Coast has even had a chance to watch it. So how do you what – you, what you're saying is how do we – how do you disincentivize uh, those kinds? You, you can't because I mean it's clickbait. That's where really what it comes down to. Yeah, they're trying true. to get as many as many views through to to drive revenue. That, yeah, and there's no way you're you're killing that. And unfortunately, the, the truth of it all is the fact that like well, print magazine is not exactly thriving the way it used to. Yeah. Where a lot of those articles or little things would be originally would have been at. That's why Entertainment Weekly and all these other companies are now yeah. doing clickbait stuff because. They have to. They need to get as many pages as possible because they're getting, you know, fractions of yeah. cents every time somebody sees an ad on their page. Yes, right. and I'm glad they're not a sponsor, but well, uh, I'm tired of Entertainment Weekly because everybody there has their head up their ass when it comes to reviewing shit. Well, the East the East Coast, West Coast divide's a little bit easier to, to deal with. You just simply unplug. And I mean, I know it's, you know, I know the, the time we live in. You can unplug yourself. From your phone for three hours. You you can you can keep away from social media, you know, for three hours at yeah. the bare minimum, so as not to be polluted. Fesh. The problem, yep, that's asking a lot. I know, I get that, I understand that, but it's a three-hour sacrifice like, to th- keep you your. Think about it though. Like we can do it. Think about like, oh yeah, when people saw Star Wars two days early, like yeah, you know, part of the world already got to see Episode Seven. People what did all really... of us do? We stayed the hell away from things yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like. If you don't want to know what happens, you do have the resolve to be able to shut yourself down for a day if you want to. Well, like, that, but that's that's special because that you know people seeing Star Wars two days early, that's a special viewing where they have certain rules where they can't specifically actually talk about it, or else they're going to get fucked they're over. They're under a media blackout. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But even like going online, I will say people were better about Star like Star Wars. It's still yeah, it's, memes still happen. Things were rampant. But there was like a grace period. There was a little bit of a grace period, or it wasn't as rampant as what I see with Game of Thrones every week. I'm a little annoyed by that because it's just, I used to watch it, and we don't have HBO, so like, we would just try to catch it when we could and things like that, but it just, you can't. Well, another. There's no, if you don't have HBO or access to it, you just can't keep up with it. And then so everything just gets spoiled for you. Another issue could be too that, with especially things like HBO's Game of Thrones, that crossed uh, multiple fandoms. So it wasn't yeah. just geeky, nerdy, you know, fantasy type people. That really, I, I, I used to work with an old surly ex-marine mechanic who absolutely loved Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So uh, you do have a lot broader of a population watching the more mainstream, more culturally relevant things. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think, at least in the regards of spoilers, that that geeks, you know, tend to be a little bit more conscious of it than necessarily people that don't come from a culture where, you know, they realize the squee value of new episodes. And I mean, that could be part of the reason we, the more, the more this genre becomes open to broader groups, the worse it's getting simply because people don't understand the etiquette. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, that's, that's a guess. I could be, I could be massively off the mark on that one, but it would make sense to me. Yeah. But I mean, like a prime example is, uh, you know, Rob, you and I do DC primetime and, you know, Shows like The Flash, which had an, an amazing finale. Well, we our show mention... is based off of a spoiler. It is. It, it's based off of a spoiler, but at least we have time. We're not going right on Facebook right afterwards saying like, oh, we're going to talk about how this happened and this happened and this happened on the podcast. We at least give the people time until the podcast yeah. airs to watch the episode. Like, we're not going right on Twitter. We're not going right online to spoil. You and I don't even spoil it to each other. 
Yeah. Like, we text it, we're like, oh, it was amazing, I can't wait to hear what you thought. Like, we don't even... Stop it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, he knows that I watch the sh- me and Kat watch the shows the day after. Yeah. So when, after I watch I'm like, that was awesome. He's like, I know, right, and then we'll geek then, but... Yeah. The fandoms have respect for their own fandom. Like, you mentioned Star Wars. Star Wars fans have respect for other Star Wars fans to know... This was so good. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. I want I want these Star Wars fans to get the same thrill from it that I did uh-huh. hearing it for the first time. But when you said Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, where the fandoms span it's everybody, so there's point. so many people that just don't give a shit and don't have that kind of respect. Right, but I watched it. I want to talk about it now. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the other end of this argument though too is well, that's annoying. What else is beyond annoying is if you're like listening to a podcast or having a conversation with somebody. And you bring up something that happened like two years ago in the movie. They're like, ah, spoilers! I haven't seen it yet. The culture is now also just as obnoxious in the opposite. Way. <laughs> yeah, I did it earlier because, in all honesty, like the truth <laughs> of the fact is, if you cared enough about something to see it, you would have seen it a year after. Like that's At enough least. time for it to come out on DVD or Blu-ray. And if it's that big of a deal, and I hate people that put up that fight now. Like, what do you mean like, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> God damn it. I still haven't <laughs> seen that movie. <laughs> I actually haven't either. Oh, you haven't? But you know Sorry. what? I, I, no, no. I knew that spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, it's we part of the cultural lexicon. You know those things, yes. though. But like, I think there needs to be this fine line that needs to finally be drawn. Is when I didn't even mention what movie I was talking about. But we know we exactly know. what it is. Yes. I mean, like, and I, I guarantee anybody listening knows exactly what it was. We yes. didn't say that it was Sixth Sense, but... Well, now they know. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> also, the shark do- uh, j- dies at the end of every Jaws movie. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Titanic um, 6. Yeah, I gotta say, like, with that, though, at least, I noticed that, like, you know, at least in conversations I've had, like, when we started watching Farscape, nobody spoiled anything from that for me. Because I said, hey, we're just starting to watch it for the first time. People would jump in and be like, oh, my God, I love Farscape. Or they'd be like, hey, it's wait so till you get to season four. Yeah, you know? but that was it. And I'm fine with that. Like, but I think, like, it does bother me if people are, you know, I don't know, if it's not relevant to the conversation, then... Yeah. I just I want to backtrack real quick to this whole six Sense spoiler thing. <laughs> I actually, no, I actually saw the movie, but until you said that, it didn't make any sense to me. What? Yeah, like, I totally get the ending now, and thank you for that. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it brings up a good point then, and I'm sure it's something you were going to bring up. What is a good time frame? Well, I think it's different across different mediums. Yeah. I think, like, a book. Like, a book takes people... Give some time. You give yeah. some time. Like, if a book comes out, give people, like, two months. Oh, like, two months. If it's, like, if it's Harry Potter... Oh, don't mention Harry Potter spoilers. Harry Potter was I'm the still, okay. I'm still I, very I'll, bitter. I'll put it this way. Like, Me any, too. Any time a Harry Potter book came out, I don't think I didn't know anybody that wasn't a fan that didn't pretty much finish it within a matter of two to three days after they bought the book. This is Can I... Can I just vent about one Harry Potter spoiler I had real quick? I might have yeah. said this already. Uh, the day Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince came out, the day Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince came out, I was on IMDb reading bullet, reading the, the boards for something completely unrelated from Harry Potter, and I got to one posting where somebody posted something about that movie, and at the very bottom they said, oh, by the way, Dumbledore dies and Snape is a Half-Blood Prince. I'm like, it's the same fucking day the book just came out. I would have murdered I'm people. like, I would have reached so through. Mad. I, I'm like, are you kidding me? I gotta say, Sorry. that was probably, honestly, the Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was probably the point in which spoiler trolls started. Yeah. Well, I, does yeah. anybody remember there was an old video 
that it was the people in line for that book. And there <gasps> was someone, a dude yep. in a car mm-hmm. driving by the line, screaming out the spoiler on repeat going down the line. Like driving, like that was driving in a car. And well, everybody was just like, this store didn't even open yet. Well, now that we know the origin of spoilers, <laughs> we can run through the past and and knock it off. Time remnants. Time remnants, exactly. <laughs> but, okay, so we talked about books being about like two months, and that's a very healthy amount of time. That is I, I think because if it's a book series that I'll put it, like, I would say, all right, how about three? Three, I think, is maybe. I think that's pushing push it. Two months. I think it depends on the popularity. I think it depends on the book. I mean, if yeah. you compare like, Harry Potter to Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones takes a lot longer to read than Harry Potter. That's true. Not just that. I think it depends on author, too. Like, you've got you've to be careful because there are some books that, by new authors, that take time for the community to realize are out there and start to digest. Yeah. You know? But that's also, uh, though, more with popular any, authors, that's, that's with also thing, any TV yeah. shows, true. video games, movies, where, like, oh, you know, I just started getting into sci-fi recently, and I've never checked out Warehouse 13, Fringe. Tron. You know, like, I never went and saw Quantum Leap, any of these things... But, you know, when you're already that far behind, most people already finished having that conversation, though. Like, the fans of that stuff... That's a good point. That conversation has already happened. Yeah, it's already been spoiled. Which is why, like, when we watched Farscape, Farscape wrapped years and years and years ago. So nobody spoiled it. So nobody was talking about it. So we're not... Yeah. In in that timeline of this happening, Good and it's point. encouraging me more and more to just go back and explore things I haven't, you know, watched. It does or, because because I'm like, well, instead of trying to compete with, you know, the Game of Thrones spoilers, which I can't, I just can't. I'm like, well, I can just go back and watch first game. So you're telling me it's now safe? I can go back and watch Mash. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Mash, Mash is, I think, in the safe point. It's in the safe zone. But right. not if you have Netflix. They took it off the air three months ago, and I was sad because I was only halfway through season two <laughs> oh, when they removed all the seasons. Just your, your binge watching um, skills just too low. <laughs> I was watching like three or four a night. They were long seasons. Three or three four. four, four. Night. Come on. That's I not do binge like, watching. I'll up to like seven or eight, and, and then I have start I have three monitors. I've had like two or three at a time. <laughs> wow, I'm a serious binger. Good God. Okay, so <laughs> I think we all agree. Books two months. I'd say two yeah. months. I'll agree. Two. For a new release book for a series that the fandom is going to consume once that person hits, like when like Jim Butcher releases the next dress. I would oh. say everybody that's massive Butcher fans will probably have read that book within two months. Oh yeah. I think films the next reason I'm wanting to talk about and I would give new films like big new films uh, two weeks yeah, I that's... I do have a rule for film and it's it depends on the popularity of the film and there's a good way to gauge this this is something that we we do on the showcast in when it comes to new release films because we talk about the box office every week mm-hmm. as long as a film is in the top five at the box office it is it is not safe to spoil the film. So you take a larger movie like Civil War or Batman vs. Superman or anything like that, if it is still in the top five at the box office, it means it is still popular. I know where you're going. <laughs> it means it is still popular, True. which means people are still going to see it, which means you cannot spoil that movie. Once a movie is out of the top five, that's fair. it is fair for spoilers. It is fair game. That's I think a, that's actually a good rule. That's yeah, a really, like that. yeah. really good system. Yeah, because you're right. Two weeks sometimes is rough. Like Think about the average... Family that wants to go see Civil War, you know, yeah, like but doesn't want to risk the the first two. They week can't crowds. take, yeah, yeah, you know, a husband and wife and their two kids that are maybe five and eight to a theater on opening weekend because they know it's going to be mobbed and their kids are going to be like, bruh, 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 this sucks. Yeah. 
Um, and then the second week is just going to be just as busy. So sometimes they filter in, you know, in the middle of a week or something like that. So you, you know? take a movie like Civil War or Star Wars or Jurassic World or anything that's bigger, you have an extended period of time because people are still going to see it. Um, and I guess with TV, like, I mean, because it's episodic, I would just say at least a couple days. At least a couple days. I mean, with really, like, big... I think that's reasonable. ...triple-A titles, like Game of Thrones, you gotta see it the next day, or else then then it's fair game. Yeah. I'd give it at least two or or three. But, like, two or three days, like, so, um, my cousin... I think a week. My cousin and I both watched the originals, and, like, the finale just happened. It was huge. But, like, she saw it when it came out, I guess on Thursday or Friday, and I just didn't get a chance to watch it until Sunday. But she was like, I'll wait, you know, and then we talked it over then. But it's I think I a think a good rule of thumb time. is one week because if it's a weekly show, yeah. you can talk about last week's episode at least by the, the by the day before like at least before the next episode's gonna air. I'd say a day or two before the next one airs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you, safe. Yeah. yeah. Five days. Yeah. Five days is fair. Yeah. I, I think five fair. days is fair. That's why I like certain shows like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. I make every effort to watch when they are on, yeah. because I know people you know are assholes and people are going to yeah. spoil it. Um, but I mean, it doesn't always happen, and in those cases, I usually try my best to stay off of Facebook mm-hmm. until I, think, I get to watch it. I think video games two months. Video games, unfortunately, oh, oh. Um, um, I'm going to say no time at all because most people don't give a fuck about the story nowadays. I do. I know. I'd I do, re- too. I'd be really, really angry oh. right now if anybody told me the ending of Uncharted 4 because I'm only halfway through it. Oh. I do, too. I, I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum, and I'm going to say with video games, it's forever. You should never spoil them because I still have oh. games I haven't played for, like, two years. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, damn. You fall <laughs> I tried. That, you fall in that category we talked about. Is it still yeah. a spoiler? <laughs> is, is it still a spoiler if you make an, an extremely... Well-educated guess about a reboot or a remake. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Is it still a spoiler at that point? No, I think uh, Disney's going to do a live-action Beauty and the Beast. I got a pretty damn good idea on that. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to throw stuff at us we've never seen before, but I got a pretty good idea how the plot on that one goes. I think uh, so the Beast was a gigolo before it all started. Oh. That's the big changeup. Damn know. it! <laughs> I think Gaston's going to win, and then they're going to turn it into a reality TV show. Oh, it's, it's like The Bachelor, but completely wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no! Oh my god, I would so watch a web series of Gaston on The Bachelor. I would so watch that. With all like the French girls from the... Oh my god, I would so watch it. I would so watch that. This needs to be like a thing. Yes, it does. Disney, Disney villains need love too. Yes. And that's all it is. Oh and it's god. just all of them doing like The Bachelor or like... It's their lives. Oh, it's their lives on bad like reality shows after their failure or, in their their films. Or it's like Big Brother, but with all the villains, like all the every, all the <laughs> oh failed God, characters in the house living together. And it's real of, world. Instead of giving the ones he chooses a rose, he just gives them a petal off of the dying flower. <laughs> <laughs> French so guest funny. on Bachelor copyrighted by Kathy oh. Crew. <laughs> Man, that's one. Official oh, that's copyright. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so watch it. 
Way off track. Yeah. Oh, oh that's that was that, that would be amazing. I think everyone. Oh, yeah. You know, NBC needs summertime lineup hey, soon. Yeah. Yep. Look, so we know what's coming. No, it would be ABC. Yeah, it would be ABC. Yeah, we no. know what's coming after Jaws the Musical. Guest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, star of The Bachelor. I love it. By the way, off the topic too. When you speak of ABC and Disney, did you hear the deal that Netflix got? Yeah, they actually With made a deal a couple years movies? ago. It's just finally going into place. Yeah, so getting uh, all the Disney, that. Marvel, Yay. and Lucas Arts films. Yeah, awesome. uh, Lucasfilm starting starting September. Yeah, yeah. I'd be perfectly content if they could just uh, snake uh, Cartoon Network away from Hulu. Honestly. Wow, that's because that's it's the uh, only reason I was thinking of going Viacom, back to Hulu. right? I think I think so. Yeah. But yeah. Oh. anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, I think I, I think uh, this leads us in really nicely into our next topic. <laughs> so, what are the most impactful character deaths? everybody here and that's across all mediums so many spoilers because again we're now we've already said what the safe line is to discuss spoilers so this is also going to be spoiler so, heavy spoiler alert yes <laughs> no no we, we passed the okay on any of these already nothing they, that they we're going to probably talk about they have hit our criteria. nothing we're going to talk about I guarantee will fall into anything unless you're talking about Game of Thrones from last week or the Flash but but we are close enough. We are after that five-day point yep. now. By the yeah. time this airs, to be oh, able to yeah. have that discussion. That's right. It's funny because I've participated in so many of the, the stuff that's gone around on Facebook about Game of Thrones. And because we can't spoil it, you know, because we're past that time. And hold the door. Damn it, you stole my joke. I was going to do a you hold know, the door joke. I stole it. And there's so much stuff online <laughs> right know. now. It's, like, it's ridiculous. But, hold on, hold on. Fash, go like this? No, no, no. No, what's sad is I know what he's talking about simply because of the memes that have been floating yeah. around yeah. on social media. I do so too, because I've seen all the memes. I, and for a while I was like, why is everyone holding... Yeah. I assume someone died and they're holding a door. I don't understand. <laughs> and but then... Truthful in terms of the impactful character deaths. 25 years, spoiler. Uh, Tasha Yar from TNG. Oh. Because it was in the first yeah. fucking season and she was such a great character. And it was just like, okay, she gets killed by the skin of evil. You know, it's this weird ooze thing that kind of consumed her. And it's like, really? Because that was a terrible death. And then she's like, it's okay. I'm gonna go make movies. Watch how big my movie career is gonna be. And then she's in Pet Cemetery and goes. Well, I mean, on the same note of a Star Trek notable death, I mean, if you go from one end of the spectrum with season one of Star Trek Next Generation to the very end of Star Trek Next Generation, Data sacrificing himself in Insurrection. Yeah. Which Insurrection was a horrible movie. But that was an impactful scene because Data sacrificed a character that we grew with for mm-hmm. t- however many years. Was it Insurrection Nemesis? No, it was Nemesis. Nemesis. You're right. It was Nemesis. Um, but, I mean, a character that we all grew to love throughout the entire run of this series and all the films sacrifices himself for the good of the crew. And that's pretty impactful. I'm going to open the Whedon can of worms. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to go with uh, Fred from Angel, though. That one... Kills me, uh, yeah, haha, every fucking time. <laughs> Where's my bell? Where's my bell? Kills the sweat, and he's like, I gotta ping the bell. I mean, like, for a long time, me and Rob kind of made a joke out of it because we'd be like, You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, it was brutal because she was such a fantastic character, and the way she went out was just heartbreaking. I, I'd like to revisit Star Trek real quick and yeah. point out what nobody mentioned. The friggin' death of Spock. Are you all made of stone? But he comes, <laughs> he comes back in the next movie. You didn't know 
that at the time. At the time, at the <laughs> time, it was heartbreaking. Not and here, so... here's the other thing: <laughs> looking back at character deaths, like we can say at the time, if you were there in the theater watching Star Trek, Star Trek Two, and Spock's death. I can't imagine any nobody that would have been bawling their eyes out. Like they, mm-hmm. they, there would have been a dry well, eye. Well, that was such a touching, iconic scene exactly. of them putting their hand up on the glass like and you, like yeah, from Kirk death was, all the way to the funeral. That thing had me weeping. But yeah. now with you know, if you had just come into Star Trek with like TNG after all the movies came out or things like that, you uh, know that yeah. Spock comes that's back. A good point. It that scene doesn't lose a lot because it is such a touching scene, but it still loses something. Because you know, spoiler, Spock yeah, is yeah. coming back. Po- point, in, point in case. <laughs> ah, stop doing that. <laughs> point in case, the fact that Eddard Stark comes back in the latest uh, GOT. Oh, wait. Whoops. Have you guys seen that? No. I'm <laughs> full of shit. He ain't coming back. His head was chopped clean Man off. Man, Stark is one. still alive? Oh, my God. Um, you Sticking with the... I have two, but sticking with the Gene... Uh, the Whedon universe. Gene. Uh, Whedon Universe going even before Angel we had talked about this before we started recording Joyce Summers from Buffy is still one of the most gut-wrenching deaths from that show also probably one of the most amazingly well shot episodes of TV there is no soundtrack it is a brilliant start to finish of that episode there's no backtrack of anything it is just silence and it hits you as hard as it does because there's nothing paranormal about it there's Mm -hmm. nothing demonic about it there's nothing supernatural about it. It is a natural death. Uh-huh. It is something that you did not see on that show. What part breaks you in the episode every time? Like, there's her, one scene. Her that saying mommy kills with me. the tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a big one. Uh, um, yep. For me, every time, the part where I'm like full out weeping is when Anya has her breakdown because she just doesn't understand what death is. Yeah. Yeah. And she just like loses it. Well, that's the next episode. Too. No, no, that's that, same, one. That's that no, one. No, because she dies at the end of the at the episode. He she discovers her on well, the couch. The, 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 the body is the body is there. But the body is the episode him and I are discussing. The like, episode the no called music the body. In the background. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's yeah. kind of like the full episode. To me, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the end of that episode. Yes. Okay. I gotta say, in comic books, probably one of the most impactful is the death of Jonathan Kent. Because uh, it was the it was an issue in Superman where it shows that Superman can't save everybody. His dad dies of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was him dealing with the fact that it, there's nothing he could do. You can be the most powerful person in the world, and there's just just no winning this. Like it was Jack <coughs> Snyder, <laughs> but it humanized him in such an amazing way. And it was really touching when you got to see that end tie together during the '90s when it was the death of Superman, and it was. Him actually speaking to his father after his death and then reunited right before he comes back in his resurrection. So are you telling me that Clark Kent didn't attempt uh, to resuscitate? No CPR, no chest compressions, no breast of the lungs? I know, I was just wondering, would that have been too gory? (laughs) Right? He's already dying of a heart attack and now I've blown him up like a balloon and like just chest compressed all the way through the earth behind him. But I mean, I would say one of my other huge ones I would think as a kid that stuck with me like crazy was, it's really dumb and it was a cartoon, but the death of Optimus Prime when I was oh, a kid yeah, in the Transformers animated movie, Feels. because cartoon characters didn't die. Mm-hmm. And Hasbro was like, well, we need to introduce a new toy line. How are we going to do this? Oh, we're just going to write off the character. How do we do it? Let's just kill him. And they killed all these characters from that I came home to every day. 
and they wiped out all of them, and it was brutal and vicious, and they showed this character's lifeline dipping down and then being toast. <gasps> oh, yeah. That is my, that is yes. my number oh, one. Oh, that's a good it one. It is my number one all-time most horrible death that hits me the hardest. Oh, For anybody who can't, well, obviously the listeners can't see, I have not Penny's boat written oh. on my hand. <laughs> Charlie Pace drowning in loss. Yes, brutal. Charlie was my one of my favorite characters on that show, and when he sacrifices himself to turn the signal on so that they can be rescued, mm-hmm. I wept like a baby. Oh my god, that was Dominic Monaghan's character. Scene. It was yeah, just it was a phenomenal brutal. scene. You'd know him better as a Hobbit. Yes, okay. but I, I've never seen. <laughs> he him. was, he was married. Okay. Yeah. I know you guys will know this one, but um. Full Metal Alchemist had two. Oh, oh, yeah. God. oh. I wasn't even going to go there. Yeah. I wasn't the even Chimera? The Chimera, every time, not only is it one of the most disturbing Pucker's daughter, scenes, mm-hmm. but it's horrifying oh. and just so And I know the other one you're going to say. And Maze Hugh. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. went there, you kicked me yeah. right in the feels. Yeah, that... <laughs> I wasn't going to bring him up. Oh, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. And his little daughter oh. is like... But in the first one, in the first kind of... I don't want to say bastard series. I liked the first. The one first best. series is good, but Actually, everybody, like a lot of people best. say Brotherhood is better. Better, it is, but not for that best. stuff. Right, like, not for Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes was like, he was like, okay, no, Maze is dead. It's like, what? Wait a minute, he's such a pivotal character. And yes, he. They treated him right in the first original yes. series. Yes. Well, they also his death in the first series is always what I hearken to because I saw the second and it was. Sad, but not as impactful. The death in the first one was... That's because they didn't build him up. The first one, they exactly. build him up over he was such... such a long period. Of... You get to love that character. Oh in the second God, one, yeah. it's a very truncated uh, plot line. So you're introduced to him, and then he's dead. I mean, he's really, gone. it yeah. almost happens that I mean, way. I would love to so. see... I'm sure somebody out there has done this, uh, done a beautiful job of taking... Here's all the episodes from the first series and Brotherhood and where you how, how to link them properly together to get yeah. the most impact out of certain things. Mm-hmm. I think if I could find a way to watch it that way I think I would love to I think that would be really just kind of I think but I don't know if I would want to do that to myself mentally though either we can head back on to Whedon <laughs> what about so much what, Whedon, what like... about McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy <laughs> <laughs> He died, right? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea I do, I do have another one that it's from a sitcom um, that I remember I believe I think we most of us watched yeah um I still remember the because it came out of nowhere, but it was an episode that really hit me hard. Uh, Marshall's father oh dying God. in How I Met Your Mother. Yup. Yeah. Oh. I knew was... you were going there. I'm like, and actually, one of the things that's brilliant about that episode is there's numbers counting down from the start of that mm-hmm. episode in the background. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it starts at. I, I, I don't remember. It's like starts at 50, and but every it's scene all throughout until there's the another final countdown one. happening, and you'd see like a 49 in the background, and the next scene to be a you know, 48, and it would happen until at the end of the episode it got to one. Yep. And then all of a sudden the bad news hits. Yep. But it was building up and you just didn't realize it when you watch. You're like, that was so incredibly in- in- insane to watch. It was, mm-hmm. it just tore you apart. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm a leaf on the wind. Oh, yeah. I was just about to go there. Still. Fresh go like this. Still. Oh, or does this talk about 100? No. No. Fire away. <laughs> Which I have, okay. <laughs> so I didn't to watch it. To this day. I mean, Wash was, was pretty impactful. Oh, I knew impactful. about that one because of memes. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so, so Wash was pretty impactful right at the time. I saw Serenity first. Yeah. And 
you know, Wash was throughout the entire movie. He was doing all this crazy flying stuff. Alan Tudyk is a great actor and was fantastic. And then he's just like impaled with this huge giant spear and immediately dead. And it's just like, wait a minute. What, what? You didn't even give me time. Like, this was completely and totally unexpected. That was my first experience with Whedon Death. Oh. That again. That that was also you know big moment there, but yeah, more so the death that is was more impactful to me after going back and watching the rest of Firefly. And again, Fesh, I don't know if you want to be careful about this. I'm, I'm good. It's been long enough. I'm good. I'm gonna uh, watch it. Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, you oh. know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. I did not say to the be word fair, because I didn't want I to be just... reprimanded from. From Rob again. I was kidding. I was kidding. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, you know, because in the movie, it was just like, okay, yeah, this guy that they ran to and hit out in his on his planet, whatever, okay. But after watching the rest of the series, it's like, oh my god, he was huge! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This massive character. Yeah. It um, was so brutal. Yeah. I, I think actually one that still chokes me up every time I watch it, and I still refuse to watch this episode of this show... There's an episode of Futurama called Jurassic Bark. Fry's dog Seymour. I know. And it's a character that's only in one episode. I mean, granted, they kind of retconned it, but still. It's not his death that's sad. It's Well, actually, it's... It's the lead-up. It's the loyalty that he shows to Fry day in and day out. And we know Fry's not coming. That's what did it. I don't know if it was his death, per se. But he still does get I destroyed. But it's fact that I still flip the channel if that episode's on. I do too. I go right past if, it. I, if I have that as on my nighttime, like I'm gonna crash yep. show, I always make sure that's not anywhere in the three episodes that'll air before Netflix will turn off for yeah. the night. Because yep. if I wake up and I see that, I'll just fall apart. Yep. I just can't do it. I just oh, yeah, I yeah. can't get through that. Um. Anybody else at this table watch Scrubs? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know the episode you're going to talk about. Which, is it the... Ben Sullivan. Yeah. Brendan Fraser's yeah. character. Yeah. When you realize by the end of the episode Tears, that he's... Every time. He's he died talking of leukemia. to himself because he died of leukemia. Because Perry's... Perry's does, is, it was Perry's best friend. Uh-huh. At the end of the episode when when JD says, where do you think, think we are? are? right now. And they're at the cemetery because they're at I his funeral. Oh my that God. That episode is still to this day... Probably my fav- one of my favorite episodes of that show yeah. because it is so there's that one there's and, and so the, much emotion to that. It's the my my shattered or my tortured mentor episode is where it's the other big Perry one though too where all of his patients die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean like that show did some amazing things and the the nurse that died too. Um, oh, that was really sad. I can't yeah. remember Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, Roberts, Nurse Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, but the episode with Brendan Fraser when he brutal. dies of leukemia yeah. was just it was really yeah. sad. Yeah, I, I used to get sad whenever one of the Winchester boys would die. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, it just yeah, got boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, on Supernatural, though, when Bobby died, oh god, yeah, that was really tough. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, it's okay, he'll be back. I'm like, three seasons have passed, and Bobby hasn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. But they oh, bring no. everyone back. Yeah, yeah, they bring him back. Um, I'm gonna veer into books. No, we're Although it's, yeah, it's probably nobody else will know. <laughs> What's a um, book? I know. No, we haven't done Harry Potter things. yet. I know. But what about, um, so, you're, has anyone else read Lies of Luck Lamora? Oh, God, yeah. I won't go yeah. into the characters, but I'll just say the first book, and the second book, actually. The characters that they kill off, but especially the 
the first, the first book, book for me. Like they they established this amazing cast of characters, and then they be- like brutally rip them from you, and you're like, it was. I would say heart wrenching. Out of the main cast of characters, it's like maybe six, seven people to make it out. Yeah, two. It is. My brother like Mez, like he texted me while he was reading, and he's like. What the fuck? And it's, like, it, it, I know. it crushes you. It absolutely crushes you. And I you mean, it's, fall it's in love with though. these characters um, so fast. Speaking of crush uh, and crushing, um, <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds when they crush Eleanor at the end, the car. Yes. That was very sad. Yes. Because <laughs> that is a beautiful car. But if you're going to do that to Shark from Jaws, I still get choked up. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. Okay, now to Harry Potter. Oh, man. How, which list, one? Let's I mean, pick list one. the Harry Potter deaths, Which guys. Okay, well, let's put it to you this way, though. Out of all the Who's Harry Potter deaths... And I know how we're going to end this. Which one so. was the most impactful? Harry's parents. That's a good one, too. Technically. It is a good one. It doesn't... I don't know. I guess it just... Um, I don't know I, I think, about it, but I know that plays in pretty heavily. <laughs> Dumbledore is at the top of my list, but honestly, I'd have to say I think the one that had the biggest impact on me, or at least I felt the most emotion out of, yeah. was Cedric Diggory. Oh, really? I was going to say Snape. I was going to say Snape, too. Uh, well, Snape's in my Snape top three most impactful. Snape, Dumbledore, but... Serious for me, too. Serious was a really That was pretty tough crushing. Blow. Yeah. What, was... what about George? George. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Dobby. Jesus fucking Edwig. Christ. Wait, Edwig. they Dobby off? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta watch the movie. Dobby sacrifices. <laughs> Dobby sacrifices himself. Yeah, he takes I, the knife. The only Dude. thing I know about Do- Dobby is that damn sock. <laughs> yep. And Hedwig goes up in a puff of feathers. Basically, I know. seriously, it was. It, I think. <laughs> I think Hedwig's. I think Hedwig's death was more impactful in the book oh, yeah. than it was in the movie. <laughs> yes, because um, in the movie think... it happened so fast. It's like, wait a minute, that just happened. And then I, th- I honestly the thought scene. most of the. Um, I thought like Alan Rickman did like a really good job conveying the Snape one, but I thought most of the book deaths were a hit harder I think, than. I think Snape's was big because you got the big reveal of to his character before yes. it happened. Yeah. Dumbledore, you knew his character before it happened. Yeah. So I think Snape's was a bigger impact because you realized, okay, now you know what, what kind of a person he is, and now he's gone. So you, there's think, no time to explore that. Bill with George, though. That one, actually, I didn't think of it, but that one, I think because I tried to blank it out. Because that <laughs> one, that one grievously hurts because Fred and George from the beginning are together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. Always together. And, like, with the other ones, you know, Dumbledore was older, like, Snape had, you know, passed his prime and things like that. And it's sad, but it's not as heartbreaking as, like, the twins who were together. Especially when you got, like, Rowling actually following <laughs> up what the rest of his life was. Yeah. And you're like, that's even Let me just like cry forever. even like Tonks and Lupin. Yeah, like, they were together. I know they died hand in hand. Yeah, you know? yeah. Whereas Fred and George are just split. Yeah, forever. Well, again, I mean that's why I think Cedric Diggory is a big impact too. He's a younger guy. He was something you wouldn't expect from it. Yeah, and that's also was... when everything took the dark, dark. Yes, part. that yeah, was when that everything was the... started going dark. Mm-hmm. That was the switch that turned off the lights. Well, before we get into our break, there's one last one I have to bring up, and we are well past the statute of limitations on this. Vader. The death of Han Solo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was close! Was... <laughs> yeah. The death of Han Solo is like... So crushing. It was, because it didn't matter who you were, no matter, I think, what theater you were in, everybody shut up. Everyone cried. Oh, that's, that theater was silent. <laughs> 
Except for sobs. And, and Except sniffles. for sobs, yeah. yeah. And everybody, it was so telegraphed, you knew it was coming. You saw it the, the moment that he got to where he was, his like one of his last lines is screaming out his son's name. And you all knew that was the, the, the was last coming. second. But even when it happened, like, you just, there was nothing you feel like you could do mentally. Yeah. You were just shut down. Like, mm-hmm. and like I said, and like I remember just sitting there, and I forget who was sitting next to me. I think it was Kat and I think <laughs> our friend Mike. Um, our friend, um, Fish, who's been on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's been, uh, who was actually with us that night. And we, mm-hmm. I was gripping onto Kat's hand and gripping onto his hand and we were just all like. <gasps> I was next to Miller and we were both sobbing. Yeah. Because we were both like. <laughs> like ugly sobbing. It was beautiful. <laughs> I think even I was sobbing. I, don't I know I was you. in the theater with you guys. It was terribly guys, sad. <laughs> and if we have to joke about this before we go into break, every time that they show you know, the Waynes die on screen. Because like, do we have to watch this again? <laughs> or Uncle Ben? It's like, we know this happens. Let's move go, Let's move along. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think there's a count somewhere in how many times the Waynes have died on screen. It's something like eight. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> so well, they're, they're rich. They can afford to die that many times, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, real quick, we're going to take a break for just a few, and we'll be back. Uh, and we'll see you guys in just a second. And welcome to the Enrichment Center. And welcome to the Enrichment Center. Oh, your specimen has been processed. Oh, your specimen has been processed. Oh, your specimen has been processed. Oh, and we are now ready to begin the test proper. moment of silence for my ending point. She does that every single time we come back off of, of the break is she tries to do something to make me giggle and it happens, make you angry. It happens usually right when we break. Yep. When we end an episode, so like I usually like try to find a good like clean spot and there's always this laugh at the end and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and then a conversation immediately starts. I'm like, I have no clean spot. <laughs> but, Follow those size fives. I'll giggle forever. Oh, you will. Deja vu. So we can chuckle. It happens. No, we can chuckle. I, that's Did what you? we can discuss if we need extra. <laughs> Fucking words we hate. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Moist. We don't have all night. Uh, yeah, so. Right. One of the things we wanted to talk about, because reviews started hitting today. It's not all the reviews, but some. And oh, I know Bill's heart Bill, is broken, so because I'm sure that means you got a chance to read some of them. And they were actually from bigger sources. Yes. So, the idea of, will video game movies ever be good? <laughs> will they become the next thing? I think a lot of us have waited to, like, will they finally be, like, the next comic book movie? Like, will they start taking over? Because there's so many good stories and games. That could translate really wonderfully if you've got good writers and directors behind them. Um, and the reason we asked this question today is because the reviews, the early reviews for World, World of Warcraft are in. Oh, Bill. And Bill has been so excited for this. I'm still excited for this. Really? Because, because I could have told you the moment I saw the trailer, it was going to suck. Here's my opinion. <laughs> the average moviegoer is going to say, going to go to these movies and say, eh, it was a movie. And I didn't like it, and it was stupid. But the people who are so far into the fandom of the games will still come out saying, hey, 
I enjoyed it. I liked the story. And I knew that this was actually a death death rattle for this film when I saw two of the sources, Kotaku and IGN, two of the biggest video game groups, and they got to see the movie. And when I saw Kotaku's review and what that was, and I'm like, they're usually more lenient than IGN. And when I when they were like, this movie does some things okay, and the rest of the time, it's at best mediocre. And you're like, ooh, that's would, not speaking highly. I, I trust Kotaku, and that's unfortunate. I do not fucking trust IGN at all. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, that's... But this is not the first time we've heard stuff like this for video game flicks, though. Yeah, but one of the problems, uh, touching back real quick with what you opened with, I, I agree with you. There are video games out there with amazing uh, storylines to it. The problem you're going to run into is there are plenty of other movies that have adopted from uh, a different genre, well, or a different, a different yeah. format, medium, yeah. um, that they take liberties with. You know, I can think right off the bat, uh, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy had a completely uncalled for, completely unmentioned love a, love love attraction thing going on that just really had nothing... I mean, they, they're following these cookie-cutter... Uh, oh, um, yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings. Or not Lord of the Rings. It would have been uh, The Hobbit. The oh, elf... Oh, yeah. Dwarf yeah, love totally. thing that was... I mean, I kind of wonder if, if you're not right that there could be the potential for really good video game movies... Until you get Hollywood writers involved that absolutely feel like, oh no, we've got to stick this cliche event in here or we're not going to gather these tar- key targets and we need them for money. It's not the writers. It's the production companies. Or, okay. The production companies are the ones that say, they're the ones that review the scripts after the scripts are done. Because we've talked about this when it came to Green Lantern and other such movies where the production companies, well, oh, this is good. But what if we did this? And they're this the ones that have thing. the final say, yeah, well, unfortunately. It, yeah. Then they're the ones that are screwing it up. Yes. In my opinion... That it works in some movies, you know, to follow certain. We know there's going to be X, Y, or Z happening, but I think they're they're leaning on it far too heavily, and it's, it's a very cynical thing for them to do. But see, this is the reason why Marvel movies work so well is because Marvel is the production company that is also the source material. Yeah, yeah. So their that movies work that well. When you have companies like Fox and and, and Paramount and you know and where it's different, you know, yeah, where they have the final say in something that doesn't belong to them. If Nintendo came out and started their own film production company, I guarantee you, the any things that they did, any movies that they did, would be fucking awesome. Well, yeah. I could actually happy happily state that they actually are starting their own Yay! company, Hooray! which they announced just uh, I think two weeks ago, uh, and they said, "Hey, it's, nice. this isn't going to take five years." And it's, but it's not going to be out next year. So okay. most likely two, three years. And they said most of them will not be live action. They'll be CG animated because everybody remembers what happened with Super Mario Brothers. Hey, hey, yeah. I, hey, I like Super fantastic. Mario Brothers. Yeah. It's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. It is. Okay. It is. Well, really then you might it. like World of Warcraft because one person did say, I'd actually rather watch Super Mario Brothers again than watch this movie again. So <laughs> <laughs> you may want to just watch Super Mario Brothers. Oh. I think that was the Hollywood Reporter that stated that one. If but. this means that we get a Metroid movie, I will be happy. <sighs> yeah. I would be happy. So, as long as they don't screw can't it up. can't forget Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Oh, Mortal Kombat is... The first Mortal Kombat was actually was really good. I really enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat. And, and know, it, 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 it hit for all of us at the right age. It hit at the right time. It was like early 90s, mid 90s. I also didn't mind the Resident Evil ones. The first yeah. one yeah. or two. Yeah. 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 The first one was fun. Yeah. It, it quickly devolved into something bizarre. I'll tell you what. I had never seen <laughs> the game. 
Go ahead, Bill. I know you've got something <laughs> you need to unload. Go. Bro. When the guy got sliced into little like cheesy bits by the lasers. Oh my oh, god. The laser, the laser net and he fell yeah. down in little tiny cubes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bill was so animated. Why weren't you live streaming that? I don't know. <laughs> I watched a clip of that earlier today. I was like, ooh. I never played the game. And I don't remember seeing too many trailers for it. I went into that movie completely cold and blind. And it started out and I was like, huh. This seems kind of interesting. And then it was just a roller coaster of, oh shit, I forgot I hate zombie movies. <laughs> and not by hate, I mean, it they was like you? two and a half weeks of nightmares falling. Yeah. That's why I don't watch zombie movies, is because I have an irrational fear when I'm asleep of zombies. But I mean, like, they've, they've tried a couple other movies that have been greenlit and stalled out and stopped, like, many a times. One of the big ones everybody was really excited about was, I think, Legendary Pictures was working on a Bioshock movie that everybody's like, oh my God, this would be amazing because it's such a good, tight story. Mm -hmm. Um, And it stalled out because the producers came out and said, this movie's going to cost us $200 million to make right. And they're like, we're not going to risk this on a video game. And which is why everybody's waiting for one of these to hit and hit big because it will open up the doors. I think the biggest success we've seen in the last few years was Disney's Prince of Persia and that wasn't exactly a colossal... Uh, It was a flop. It was a flop. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. Well, no, I think there was a bigger hit in Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were... They're rebooting the series. Yeah, and like I said, they do have their lead actress now. Alicia Alicia Vikander, which I will go see it just for her. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, they're trying again. They're really trying hard. Like, Ubisoft is now pushing... um, Assassin's Creed. Which yeah. actually looks really good. Surprisingly better than expected. Yes. And Michael Fassbender is going to be the lead in it. Um, and they could potentially do a good job. Is. And it looks like they're staying pretty close to the source material, too, from the trailer. Yeah, they're doing the animus and yep. all. And the only downside Not is... shitty Italian accents? Well, you oh, never know. Yeah. Well, they're, they're doing uh, the Crusades. Is oh, the time cool. frame. So not even, I see, I the, would go see it the one thing that's <laughs> sketchy is they were dumb to come out right off the bat and say, "Hey, by the way, sixty-five percent of this movie is in the future," and everybody's like, "Wait, but we, we, the stuff we like about Assassin's Creed is the stuff of the past. Yeah, a lot not of people, the modern day stuff. Uh, some people like the modern day stuff. I really like the modern day stuff in Assassin's Creed, but it's Again, never had a payoff. Though. Not as much as the you know stuff you do inside the Animus, you know, running yeah. around as an assassin. So, but it'd be cool. What like, are some other ones? Well, honestly, like, there have there not been a ton. We many. had the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street yeah, Fighter. I never <laughs> saw Street Fighter. Guile, the yeah. quintessential American being played by a Belgian. <laughs> oh my god. Raul yep. Julia is one of his final roles on film ever as M. Bison. He was amazing then. Yes, movie. he was. The I don't day that anybody. Bison came to your village was a day that everybody will remember. For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> One of the best <laughs> monologues on film ever. It was so bad. So incredibly bad. And he did everything he could with that role. And there wasn't much to do with that role. No. Wreck and oh. Ralph. We had Wreck and Ralph. Now, granted, not based off an actual video game, but a movie whose entire premise was around video, video game worlds. Honestly, if you want to put that in the realm of video game movies, that's probably the best video game movie they've ever made. Then do you want to but... show for Pixels? No. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that one back now, are we? Yeah. No, it's no, it's. I still enjoy Pixels, but it, it's. Remember, not, remember that when we're at Wizard World. When I say I still, there was a part of me that really enjoyed Man, uh, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Remember that you said that now. Okay. <laughs> I will never call you on Furious yeah, Seven I, or any of those things ever again if you give me some leniency. On I that. have a list here. Of, <laughs> 
uh, a list of, of video games, games of well, movies based on let, video let games. Let me see if I can call them out real quick because I think I know. Oh, uh, oh no, there's a lot. King of Fighters, Tekken, Street Fighter. There was actually a second King of Fighters movie and there a second Tekken film. The Dead or Alive. There's a DOA movie. There what? is. These are all theatrical release. So the ones that you're known, Tekken uh, is not even listed in this list. Oh. Those were direct to video, yeah. Those are direct to yeah. video. These are theatrical. Oh, um, sure. There was all the Resident Evil films. There was a Double Dragon movie. That's Double Dragon is on this list. Yeah. Uh, which with one of the kids from Party of Five, I think yep. it was in that. Weird. Um, let's see. Silent Jack, Hill. Jack Gyllenhaal. Silent Hill. All the Silent Hills. Silent yeah. Hills. Yep. Yeah. There's list. Silent Hill films. Wasn't, wasn't Jack Gyllenhaal in Sands of Time or something like that? Was no, that, that was Prince, Prince, Prince of Persia. Gyllenhaal was in yeah. Prince yeah. of Persia. But that was based off the video game, correct? Well, we yes. mentioned that already. Yeah. Uh, there you, was two MK film, two MK movies, Super Mario Brothers, two Tomb Raider flicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Cradle of Life. Yep, it was. Huh. I'm trying to remember if there's Doom. Any... Yeah, there was a Doom with the Rock. Yep, that is on this list. Oh my god! I think that's it. That's all I got. Uh, you want me to read all some of these other ones? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you mentioned Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Wing Commander. Oh yeah, oh, I did yeah. Final Prince Junior, Matthew, Matthew Lillard, yeah. uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Yeah. Oh yeah, that did that make it into the theater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Resident that. Evil. I did too. Mm-hmm. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Crater of Life, House of the Dead. Oh, yeah. We watched that on one of our horror movie nights. Was uh, it bad? Oh, it was really bad. They actually, in the middle of the action scenes in that movie, they cut to shots of the light gun game. No what? lie. Yes. Whoa, what? <laughs> it's rough. That is a U of A Bowl film. Uh, Blood Rain was a movie. But, well, um, yep. Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, uh, there was one. Doom, with- Blood Rain, Silent Hill, DOA, Dead or Alive. Oh, and if you wanted to know how, how much they tried, they needed a scientist for Alone in the Dark. Who would you cast if you had to cast a smart female scientist? <laughs> Not whoever you're Scarlett going to Scarlett Johansson. Um, do you want to do I, the honor? I, I, no, do, you do, you do remember? it. Uh, okay. <laughs> she was... Oh, crap. I can't remember her name. Josie, she was in Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, the oh, dumb shit. ditzy blonde. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, my god! All right, Tara Reid. Tara Reid. Yeah. Tara Reid had to play an intel- intellectual scientist. Yeah. This is in Tara Reid's coked years. Um, I'm I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> that a was lot. their big get for that movie. Here's um here's a big one that we forgot. Hitman. Oh yeah, they did two attempts at Hitman. Mm-hmm. Both of them failed. Oh. <laughs> um, Max Payne. Oh yeah, they did do that too, didn't they? That was Mark, 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 Mark. Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. And as recent as just a little over two years ago, uh, Need for Speed. Now, uh, I'm noticing a theme with all the ones that they've tried on. They're not really going for the heavy story-driven video mm-hmm. games. No, they aren't. They're not going for, like, the JRPGs. Like, like, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, like, all the old, like, Secret of Mana. Like, all the old JRPGs I used to play had fantastic storylines that would make for amazing films. Well, here are some of the ones that are upcoming, and then I'll, I'll get these off this list. quote-unquote in production? Okay. These are the ones that are quote-unquote in production. Warcraft, we already know. Assassin's Creed, we already know. Resident Evil, the final chapter, which we knew about, January yeah. 20th, 27th, 2017. June 30th, 2017, Uncharted. That's start and stopped a ton of times, though, and I yeah. doubt that'll ever happen. 2018, Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, <laughs> and the two movies to be announced. Well, there's a Sly Cooper movie, but that's I, doubt, one of the I two. doubt that's coming now after how bad Ratchet and Clank. Now, this other one that's to be that's to be announced. If they make this movie, I will be in theaters to watch it. Dragon Slayer. Well, Dragon Slayer is not really. Oh, Dragon Slayer. Yes. Oh wow! Like Dirk the Daring. Yes. Black yeah. Don Bluth animated video game Dragon Slayer. Uh huh. John Hamm as. 
Dirk the Daring? Dirk the Daring. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. I would go and see that movie in a heartbeat. <laughs> and yeah, well, like, you know, Mass Effect is start and stopped so many times. Actually, what video game, if you could pick one video game to turn into a movie? Knights of the Old Man? Republic. Done. Oh, yes. Legend of Dragoon. Interesting. I've never played it. Oh, okay. one of my favorite Fish. RPGs ever. I'm going with XCOM on this one. The original XCOM. XCOM could actually be could be a fun sci-fi movie. I, I think it would be. StarCraft. Going back from Blizzard Roots. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. At Diablo. No. It would, it would be heavy CGI. Like, it would have it to would be, be like a heavy CGI. CGI. It would be very dark and... Actually, I'll, I'll take it, it back. It would work. I want them to go back, scrap all the Pirates of the Caribbean being movies and do what they were supposed to do. I knew you were going to do because that Because yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean was not supposed to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be Monkey Island. Was it really? It was oh, absolutely oh, 100% awesome. supposed to be the Monkey Island movie, where, which is why so much of the stuff in those films is all direct correlations to Monkey Island. Now, this isn't necessarily... The, the voodoo lady is the, supposed to be the woman from the okay. International, uh, International House of Mojo. Mm-hmm. The ghost pirates that was based solely off of LeChuck and his ghost that makes crew. Sense, yeah. Um... I'll even set pieces from that were 100% screenshots of the fucking game. Drives me up the wall. Dig Doug. <laughs> they are making a Tetris you, movie. You, they're making not just one Tetris what? movie. They are making a trilogy well, of Tetris wow. movies. That's annoying. How? Nobody knows. Dude, I could, I could see... No, I could see a Dig Doug buddy flick before I could see a Tetris <laughs> movie, honestly. I would do a Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross movies because they would be amazing and beautiful. Those plots were really, really good. And I mean, you could even, you know, split them into multiple. In that vein. Because it was really intense. You should have an Earthbound movie. Yeah. Earthbound could be good yeah. too. Yeah. Damn it, I had one too and I forgot it. Fesh, you have any other ones you would love to see? Centipede. <laughs> Kingdom we Hearts. Already that we, already, Pixels. Ooh, we already Kingdom saw Pixels. Hearts. Can you imagine if Pixar did a Kingdom Hearts movie? That'd Kingdom Hearts would be awesome. awesome. Uh, man, now i really got to scratch the old nugget. Here's, you guys talk. I'm I, here's one, one yeah, I think it would be now. very interesting if they could ever pull it off. It's not just a video game. It was actually a card game before it was a video game. But what about Magic the Gathering? Yeah. Oh. I thought that was in the works. I think that might be. Is it? I, I thought that was. The books, that, yeah. the books were okay. I thought magic was actually in the works somewhere. Because, so yeah, much. they have books and stuff. Yeah. There's, There's so, so much, much to pull more. from. That's what I mean. You, you, know, know, you know what they should really do? And it would be a sports movie, but a Windjammers movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like the Top, uh, top Gun volleyball scene from yeah. start to finish. <laughs> the entire thing. One long, big gay joke. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> Me and Bill will be the only people in the theater I'd love to watch it. that. I'd, I'd see it like five times. I got one. Huh? Pele meets Death Race. In Rocket League, the movie. Oh my Ooh. god, that would be interesting. <laughs> Actually, can you imagine that? It's like it's the fun. underdog team, and it's it's them. It's like a cool runnings kind of thing where Rocket League has been going on forever, and it's this crappy little team from like I don't know, this, this tiny little like Papua New Guinea. Yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. And they build their first little car together, and it falls apart during their first match, and they gotta piece it together. And... I, I'd shell out sixty bucks for that. <laughs> I, I would. I think. I think. Fiat could provide the cars. Yeah. You'd have a good. whole field of Fiat 500. Yeah. Perfect. That would be awesome. That would be fun to see. I would watch that. Fantastic. Actually, the other one I would love to see, though, too, and this was rumored for a long time, and originally the person that was going to star in it um, and was attached to it for close to five to ten years was American McGee's Alice, and it was going to star Sarah, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, my God. That'd be fantastic. And uh, they had to scrap the film because they couldn't get funding, but... 
And obviously one of my number ones would be Dragon Age because I've played it five That well, would be a great time. big well, it's epic a fantasy. fantasy. Felicia Day already did a, a live action version of that. She did a little like... There was it was a short. Was yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. but I mean she showed that it could be done and very True. well. And would make a fantastic, like, the plots in Dragon Age are so in-depth and, like, go branch out in so many different ways. You can make a slew of movies. What Dragon about Age. Titanfall? Eh, I never, never played, played it. it. Okay, I'm getting a lot of negative responses from that one. I'm just going to go shuffle down and get the one. of the story in Titanfall? No. <laughs> Titanfall, you, you know what? One of the biggest launch pieces of crap that there has been. And you know what? And ultimately, you know what it would just, you could just do instead of Titanfall? Robot Jocks too. It's okay. Nobody else got that. <laughs> Real <thing>. Steel. <laughs> Real Steel Part. Real Steel Part Two. Um, I like Real Steel Part One, so I can't really. But yeah, I, I think you know. So, do we think there is any hope that, like, do you think if Assassin's Creed hits big, that this is got? If Assassin's Creed did, maybe. I don't think Assassin's Creed is going to hit big. Probably not. But yeah. But if it did, I think if, it's going to do okay. Well, there's going to be the Call of Duty movie universe, too. Fuck that. Mm. Call of Duty. Call of fucking cod pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I honestly don't know, you know, because part of this question duties. is whether or not it could become the next big thing. Like, whether or not video game movies could settle uh, comfortably into the same sphere as, like, superhero movies are going. I, I don't necessarily know if the public has the appetite to go very broad you know, fanboy slash fangirl over that many different genres. Like, I think it's been done with the, the superhero movies. I don't think anybody really saw it coming at the when the when the first superhero movie started really to break out 10, 12, you know, years ago. Uh, I mean, we've always had superhero movies. Well, they've, but they've tried. It's they've become, never had one hit. It's become this massive thing. And I just, I don't see video games doing it. My personal But opinion. the thing is, um, back before it got big, mm -hmm. comic books were a niche thing. Nobody, you know, unless you were really, really devoted to it, nobody knew them. But that, that's what you I'm, know, the person yeah. off the street couldn't tell you all the people in the Marvel, you know, a bunch of people in the Marvel universe or DC. They were yeah. like, "What? Who are these?" They might know what the companies were. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It was. We need the video game movie version of Iron Man. That's yes, basically, what yeah. that's exactly what yeah. you know what started it. That startup one, yeah. You need one to take off big. That, like, I launched, mean, launched a platform and said, "This is what we're going to do," and people got excited about it. Contra. Okay. Nobody's going to see a Contra movie. That If that movie Aww. wasn't made in the 80s, nobody was going to care about it. <laughs> I thought there was a Contra movie. Yeah, it's every war movie they've ever made. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's called Commando. It's called Predator. Predator. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I just don't know if people... I, I don't know if enough people have the appetite for, for just, you know... Being, I think, what uh, it would absorbed have, in what in it would have to be. It would have to be an epic that's that pulled people in. And I think most of these movies that we're bringing up the idea of, like, if WoW didn't do it I on was, this one... It, I mean, granted, if it does amazingly box office numbers, like something like Transformers or something like that. And I don't think it will. If it did, I mean, I think that that movie is five years too late. I mean, yeah. it's the real truth of it all. But if it did that then, like if it was able to come out five years ago, I think it could have. And it could have started something, but it's just late. And it's a shame, too, because Duncan Jones is a great director. What's the What's the game that just came out recently for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 that's very open, open world? And Destiny? Destiny, yeah. What about uh, Destiny? It doesn't no, because that didn't have a story either. Yeah, so. it doesn't have a story at all. It's yeah, got a very, it's got a very loose framework to advance your playing fields. Like Microsoft even tried Halo a ton of times. Like they had Peter Jackson working on that, and that never even happened. Yeah. I'm shocked that Halo. Well, no, not necessarily. You know, if they would go with Ringworld, now there's, but that wasn't a video game. That was a book series. Marble Madness. <laughs> 
Hungry, 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 hungry hippos three. What the rehungering. The rehungering. What about Rampage? Godzilla. That's Godzilla or King Kong. That's Godzilla versus King Kong. That's right. Yeah. And you know that's. I give up. I'm done. Yeah. I'm having trouble. And I think honestly, if you had something like Mass Effect hit, like I think that could be a big thing because Mass Effect would be so good. But I think there'd be half of us be in the audience be like, Shepard's a dude. That's not my Shepard. <laughs> if it was good enough, I don't care. What? Why? I'll Shep- be honest. If it was good enough, I don't care. Ah, oh, Christ! Why Shepard in love with that robot? Why do they always do this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of like, ooh, renegade option, renegade option. And I don't have a button to press. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That'd be great. You just get interactive movies where you get enough of the audience hits the green or blue, the green or red. You know, oh my God, or the blue that or would red. Be fantastic. What about? I got Best one. Thing. I got another one. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. No, because Five <laughs> killed the franchise forever. I know I bought that game. Aww, I am giving up on that. <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto. No. no. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> too gritty or just like... Vince is kind of like... He's like, oh, quiet now. I'm just going to start throwing shit out there and see what sticks <laughs> at this point. I think that's what they do in Hollywood, too. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I could no, be a Hollywood producer. <laughs> I want to be a producer. That's all I can sing. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, thank you, Bialystok. <laughs> so yeah, we'll find out. I guess when WoW hits, and then you know, Assassin's Creed later this summer. How this is going to go? And I'm sure we'll revisit that then. But well, I know I'm going to see Warcraft when the day, hopefully, the day comes out, and I'll but, uh, go see Assassin's Creed. I'd be curious yeah. to see Assassin's Creed. That one actually yeah. strikes my interest. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what will happen. So. So I think uh, one of the last topics we wanted to touch tonight was, uh, so we are now in summer, so vacation is on most of our minds, at least in some way, shape, or form. And the question I have for everybody is this. What sci-fi or fantasy world would you want to vacation in? And Dash knows exactly where he wants to go. <laughs> Arrakis from Dune. Oh, Dune. damn it. You know, how rich, you know how rich people pay a shitload of money to go and meet up with Sherpers and then climb 32,000 feet and usually die from it? I would do that on Arrakis. I would love to spend two weeks with a Fremen in a custom-built still suit just so I could say that I made it out alive. That's assuming, of course, that I don't die, which I probably will because it's Arrakis. <laughs> like, I know we talked about before, like, a land you would want to live in, at least. This is just but, vacation. like, this is, this is vacationing. So there's dangerous places that were off before. Now you, you only have to go there for, like, a like week. A exactly. Thing. Yeah. I'm like, they have resorts. Every one of these places has resorts. So, you know... Domesticated sandworms that you can ride on. Uh, well, I can still... Think about it. It's like the Jurassic Park petting zoo in Futurama. Uh, it's just like, wee! I'd also like the vacation <laughs> on We Made It from the Larry Niven universe. The planet We Made It. I'd like to go on a bandersnatchy hunt. Bandersnatch? Yeah, you hunt them with tanks. And the agreement between humans oh and God. bandersnatchy is it's leveled in such a way that 40% of the time the bandersnatchy win. Think of a moving mountain... That's smarter than you. That's a Bandersnatchy. Oh my god. You know, I think one of the places I would really love to go, Chicago. But like in the Dresden Dresden universe. universe. I was going to say, I knew it. Because it's like, hang out in Chicago for a week, knowing that all that that stuff goes horribly, horribly crazy all the time. And it could be like a really downtime. I'm like, well, cool. I just finally got to go to Chicago because I've always wanted to do that, so... I would go to whatever islands he's on in every Leisure Suit Larry game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a That's vacation. Yeah, right? It would be. 
Well, you can always go to Zach Island in, in Dead or Alive, so... I was going to say, wherever they go in, in Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Nobody else is going to know this one, but I read the Kate Daniel series, and um, it's a uh, urban fantasy in like the Dresden vein, but it takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. But one of the things that would be cool to see is um, in it, there's a shift and a transition. So when the shift of magic comes in, all tech stops functioning, and then it'll shift again into, you know, tech comes in and then magic stops functioning. And it would just be interesting to watch because, like, they have all these innovative ways around dealing with the crash. You did say Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because having been through Atlanta several times, I don't care what universe it's in, it's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it just is. But there's shifters and neat things but it's and Atlanta. magic. It's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta. You're stuck on the it's roundabout. It's blurred on Feshy. You get stuck on the roundabout and you can never get off again. Because <laughs> you, you don't know how to drive roundabouts. Yeah. Well, we, no, we haven't heard yet from you. I would go to Rapture before it went shit. Ah, Rapture from from Bioshock. Bioshock. Okay, yeah, I was like, so we're talking like Bioshock Rapture? Infinite. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's Columbia. Columbia. Oh, okay. Oh, you're Bioshock, right. the, the underwater underwater yeah. city. Uh, you know where everybody's everybody's fantastic and life is great. And the 1950s at the heyday all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but Columbia would be cool too. Yeah, uh, as long as you know you had a skyhook and you could actually, you know, ride so, along on that too. So we're talking places where you would actually be safe. We're not talking places where, like, just their location, we're not it talking about... No, we're, we're saying that every, every fantasy sci-fi world, in the all, all of yeah. them have resorts and they're vacationable. Okay. So, like, you can it, go... It so you're, you, you're in the nice areas of You can go to the Hilton yes. Coruscant. It doesn't matter what's happening. <laughs> well, I mean, if that were the case, then... I mean, in all honesty, my top vacation spot would be Middle Earth. Okay. okay. Yeah. And somewhere around the Elvish. Like you, can, you can have yeah. the amenities. You're like, you're like in the Hilton overlooking the Shire, oh. so you don't have to live in the dirt if you don't want to. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I would even, but the Elven areas, even, right? Those Elven areas. The Elvish are like areas, I would. The Elven areas, I would. Those, uh, those would be like seven star hotels. Yes. I was going to say. I'm not talking yeah. Michelin stars. They don't just give those damn things away. I'm going to say, what place sci fi fantasy land would you like to vacation in in your budget? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, okay, well, I would still stay that, and I would actually say, I would stay. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. But, but okay, I mean, even but still, <laughs> I would still stay, I would still stay with, in, um, in the Shire. Yeah. Because I think that would still be a nice little quaint. And you'd be the tallest person around. Exactly. Firefly Universe. So if I'm there for a little bit, I might not die. <laughs> but it'd be exciting. And I could ride in a spaceship. There's a lot of people that didn't die in the Firefly universe. It's true. <laughs> There's also a lot of people that did. Yes. <laughs> my odds aren't looking too great. You, you <laughs> said you said within my budget, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, cat looks like I'm going to Atlanta after all. <laughs> you can join me. Yeah, you can ride on ponies for when the magic if we're talk- the tech doesn't work anymore. If we're talking level, we're t- if we're talking budget, we're talking smog level of fifth <laughs> element. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I'm sure you could find something reasonable on like, you know, Tatooine's Airbnb or something. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Ooh, this place serves blue milk. <laughs> you can always find a hostel. Oh. A hostel, a hostel on Tatooine. Ooh. Can't imagine that. It'd be fun. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> 
gets on Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. How are things going? It was all right, but I ended up spending the night in the bunk room with a bunch of drunk Wookiees. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound like it. it. sounds like an adventure, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like a fun a sad one. sad adventure. You'll have a vacation, yeah. but you'll come back and change. Oh, I bet I would. <laughs> they probably have some, you know, free rooms that you can stay in as long as you agree to serve on the wall. Yeah. 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 I don't think so, though, because everyone dies in there. Yeah, everybody dies on the wall. That, so. No, that whole doesn't game. matter which wall you're talking about. Because I mean, I could have mentioned the wall from Game of Thrones or the wall I know, I was on like, Attack on Titan. That's right. From your shirt, that wall. Ooh, I would not. <laughs> I wouldn't go there on vacation. I wouldn't go there voluntarily at all. Not at all. That goddamn show is so brutal. It's oh, terrifying. Nope. Yeah. Big bag of nopes. Yeah. I would go to Cybertron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they think it would be interesting. Uh, it, this would be an extended weekend, not a full yeah. weekend. Yeah, I would Actually, you know what? Because I didn't think about this. Uh, I guess you could, could say... This, we're saying sci-fi and fantasy, though, too. Mm-hmm. So, Well, this would con- uh, constitute fantasy. The Warner Brothers lot in Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toontown. Cute. Oh, uh, Toontown. That would work, because that is, would be fantasy. Yes, it would. And now you can get there by trolley, so... That's true. Mm-hmm. Take the red car for a nickel. The old Cloverfield. <laughs> I would get myself digitized and go into the world of Tron. Oh, oh that would be awesome. That would be pretty this cool. This game's forever until you die and are derezzed. Yeah. And then vacation's over. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, man, <laughs> yeah, then you're just ejected from the game. You don't actually die. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of risky, though, because, I mean, I'd hate to get accidentally overwritten on a vacation. Oh! That just, you're going to come back as somebody's, like, broken PDF file. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I could have sworn my accounting was on there. Oh man, I had to do something. My face was a broken JPEG. Fetch <laughs> <laughs> just goes into his vacation. He's like, I was buffering the entire weekend. This was horrible. Oh, <laughs> the sadness. Oh, what about the what about the the hub area of Wreck It Ralph? That would be amazing. Fern Gully. Too scary. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 your your vacation place is getting destroyed as you're there. Get it? That, that's just like there monster. was all the magicalness, but that's just the, the real world. The magicalness. Oh, it's the rainforest. I got one. That's true. I got one. I know where I would go. It would be very dangerous, but I would be very interested to see what it was like because nobody's ever seen it. Jumanji. Oh, oh. that's a good one. So you want to visit the jungle? Then, yes, I'm assuming because isn't that yeah, it's a jungle there's area? Good, there's pretty good. Yeah. But I would like to go because nobody knows what it's like. I would be one of the first people to ever vacation in Jumanji. Yeah. Until somebody rolls a three or an eight. I was gonna say you might be there a while, but <laughs> in the jungle you must wait till the dice read five or eight. I said three earlier. Yeah, I, I noticed that, but it's <laughs> it's five. Yeah, three, five, eight. Five plus three is eight. You know. What? Yes, it is. Yeah. It took me a second. Stardust Universe. Stardust was, was pretty awesome. That was super cool. It was New creepy, game Stardust. awesome. I'm at a loss. It's fantastic. Okay. It's a really good movie. Okay. You watch it. All right. And a good book. <laughs> and a great, fantastic book. Okay. Because we mentioned this earlier, the Magic the Gathering multiverse. That'd be there kind we of go. Cool. That'd be pretty neat. I'd have to be able to be like an actual mana user, though. Well, yeah. And it all depends, again, which plane do you want to be on? Well, like, I mean, which world do you want to be what on? What about the world of Dungeons & Dragons? Which one? Exactly. Which one? Yeah, that's it's really, yeah. that's really tough. You want to be forgotten, right? The one with the Wayans brother. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> the safe one. The safe, yeah. <laughs> Talking about There's more like... gaming movies <laughs> yeah, that were terrible. Totally. 
one with Jeremy Irons I mean, in it. There's the whole uh, R.A. Salvatore series with Grizz. Actually, you know what? The... White Wolf's World of Darkness. <gasps> yes! Oh my god. Like the entirety of yes. the World of Darkness. But if be... only if you could be like a werewolf or a vampire. Well, yeah, it's right? vacation, yes. so you get to choose something. Yeah. 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 The goblin. It's like, here's your buddy. They're going to take you through. <laughs> Hogwarts! The Goblin City. Oh, in Labyrinth, that would be Labyrinth. really awesome. Yeah, Actually, Neverending cool. Story would be a good one, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Prior to the nothing ripping through. I was going to say that. If, yeah. if I had a Falcor. Yes, you would have to have a Falcor. Let's assume Falcor is all-inclusive to the That That, that is like your car rental. That's your transportation. Yeah. Legend, yes. too. Legend. Legend was beautiful. I mean, like, yeah. when you see, like, the imagery by the... Ep- Gorgeous. Legend was too much like a gorgeous, just too a, much beautiful. No, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree. It just you couldn't handle it. Too much like an Alice Day trip, like a, like <laughs> like you're in the forest and everything's magical and shimmering. I, that shit's got to get that's old amazing. after a while. That, well, that's oh. why I would leave. I'm oh, vacationing. Oh, yeah, true. Good I point. want a week, a solid okay. week of just everything. Right, now being we, gorgeous. Let's everybody narrow down to one and oh. just quickly state what your vacation would be if it was a couple day vacation because we have the time to do this this evening. So, okay. So I'm going to start real quick. Fesh, tell me about your Dune vacation. Oh, man, yeah. So I show up at Arrakis, uh, get fitted for my still suit, then we sleep all day because that's the hottest, and then at night, we hunt the Sadaka. <laughs> get a couple of kills under my belt, next day, sandworms all day long. We go deep into the desert. I'd want to do some spice harvesting, but not like a lot. Like, I'd want to do just enough that I could be like, I did spice harvesting without actually busting my ass at what had to have been a menial-ass task. Um, oh, one of the Stitch orgies. Got to get on, <laughs> on that, right? That's got to happen. That's got to happen. Sleep the hangover off, you know, mid-afternoon breakfast, back to the uh, shuttle to take me up to the, uh, the Guild spacecraft. I think that would be an amazing, amazing vacation. I think it works. Oh, All right, Kat, how about, what is your perfect, your perfect vacation um, you know what? If I'm vacationing, I would do the Firefly Universe one where I would hop aboard the Serenity and kind of join in in the adventures for like a week. And it would be fantastic and exciting and what, but then I could leave and <laughs> not what, die. What would, what would be your ideal adventure though? Would it be like them doing like a heist yeah. and having to be a member of the heist? Yes. Okay. Now what would you do so on the fun. heist? What would be your skill set on the heist that you get to bring with you oh, God. for your vacation? See, I'd be better in like. See, Fesh was like, he's gonna setting. do orgies and spice fighting. You're like, I'm gonna get on a ship. Yeah, and fly <laughs> the sky. Well, they land on all those different planets, and they're constantly planet hopping, like going to different places. I just want to. I'm yeah. gonna stow away on a ship, and I'm gonna spend my entire yeah. vacation in hiding. You've picked the package, <laughs> though. No, but, but you picked the package. I'd be with them. Yeah, the you, package. You get to decide like, which package you. Yeah, yeah like you, you, get, you can oh, do God. like you can do like the heist package vacation. You could do the space pirate vacation. You know. Space the getaway. pirate vacation. The ghetto tour? Oh, no, not the ghetto. I said the, the, get, the getaway one where oh. they have people chasing them. You can do like a shootout one. Like, which one would you do? The cool thing is you get a souvenir beanie. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and you get you get your best. own replica of Vera. So. Oh, that's awesome. So I think that's... And there's always a prostitute on board. It's true. Maybe the getaway one. I don't know if it would be a heist. You don't think but. you want to do a heist? So you'll have to do it like a run-in from like, I don't know, say... Reavers? Reavers? Get away from Reavers? Sure. You're turning this into like a total recall kind of package. Yeah, totally. Which would be kind of cool, actually. (laughs) 
Well, if you're gonna make a vacation and choose, like, because we like we've gotten got to a point where we're just spitting out names of every sci-fi yeah. thing we can think of, and we're like, this is turning into nothing. Okay, let's make this sure. something really yeah. quick. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> All right, Bill. Okay. What so, is your ultimate uh, vacation package? Obviously, I'm going to the world of Azeroth. Okay. Uh, Horde, Horde side or Alliance side? A Horde side, of course. <laughs> is that even a question? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of pretty places, though, in the Alliance areas. Well, I can go to them as well, as long That's as I take the PvP package. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would not I would not take the PvP package. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, I would take the, the, you know, the, grand, uh, the grand Raid Tour package. Oh, nice. You know, go visit Molten Core... Aww. Get a selfie with Ragnaros in the background. <laughs> I'd probably only reach. I'd probably only see like you know the bottom half of him because he's like you know fifty feet tall. You know, get up to uh, the, the cold north and, and go to Naxxramas and you know hang out with Kelthazad. You know, I gotta have the cold after I go to the Molten Core. Yeah. So you know, just just pal around with uh, you know with my pals for life and Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy! What would be your souvenir you bring home? A souvenir? Holy souvenir. shit. I'll ask you what your souvenir is going to be from yours because we got cats. Oh, I know mine. Which one? You got the beanie and the, the replica oh, of Vera. Oh, the beanie is true. Yes. Holy fuck. That's difficult. Uh huh. You have to bring a souvenir home. Oh, it's man. a battle axe. It's a battle no. axe. No. Okay. No, it's not a battle axe. <laughs> um, oh, God. What can the I The head of a be? panda. Well, actually, here. (laughs) Well, because how about this? Because these are sci-fi fantasy worlds. Yeah. um, And you can bring home something with you. That magical item works back at home. Or whatever it is. But I want something other than beanie. Well, no. Like, what would you... All right. Think about that for a second. What your your fesh? What would be your item you're bringing home with you from? We're, we're going to do. <laughs> it's gonna be sand. It's gonna be a sandworm tooth knife. Okay. The only thing that sucks about that is to show it off before I can put it. Now you bring your stilt, uh, stilt suit home. No, no, I'm bringing the tooth. <laughs> the only problem is, is every time I show it off, then I got to cut the person I showed it off to before I put it back in the sheath. So you guys are probably not going to want to hear about the vacation multiple times. Okay. It's going to be like one and done. No, we've seen it, dude. Just stop sticking us with that sharp pointy thing. I what are you bringing home with you? Mine. from? I changed mine completely. Okay. I'm doing the dragon slaying package of dragon. Okay. <laughs> and I'm bringing home a dragon tooth. Okay. We killed the fucking dragon. I'm going to take a tooth home. Oh, I'll you bought the dragon killing package. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What, Did you get what, the insurance? All, yeah. <laughs> what what yeah, part yeah, of so the Dragon Age universe? What time? Inquisition. So Inquisition for all frame. the Dragon Age murder slayings. All the dragon slaying craziness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's your... what's your? I, I your, take a simple hearthstone back with me. So that if I'm ever out and lost in the world, I can just channel my hearthstone for eight seconds and then be home. That is nice. Or... Wherever I bounded to last, which nine times out of ten, it probably wouldn't be home. It'd probably be somewhere <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'd use it and I'd be you like, what? fuck, why am I at work? Shit. Actually, no, that's a good set, set of point. It's set it from work, so there's no more commute anymore. Exactly. So lunch break, go home. Go back to work. Never be late. But then I don't have a car. You can still have your car. It's for whenever you want to drive around and find out and set up a new portal. There you go. But I don't have the power. Like, here's the problem. <laughs> If I can only bring one thing back, I can't bring back stuff like, you know, mage abilities to create portals. And the thing is, when you use your Hearthstone, you dismount. So I can't be in my car when I'm using my Hearthstone. So if I'm in my car and I start using the Hearthstone, the car goes, woo, off into the distance. And And I'm just sitting there holding it. Fair enough. All right, so you you bring back a Hearthstone. I know I'm going to the magical Melee Island. 
And I'm going to take I Want to Be a Pirate uh, as my package. So I will follow the Guybrush Threepwood School of Pirating and go through the three trials on Melee Island. So uh, the mastery of the sword, the mastery of uh, your wits, and treasure hunting. So Cute! And I think if I bring back anything, it would be... Uh, um, the, the basic t-shirt that is, I beat the sword master and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> so, that's awesome. And these six scars. Yeah. So I think, uh, that's, that's all I would need. And I think I'd be quite content. Ben. Uh, I was thinking a lot about this while everybody else was talking and I'd still go to middle earth. However, yeah. I don't think I would stay in the Elvish area now. I think I would actually rather stay in the Shire. Um, it's much more quaint. I don't think the people are as uptight. Yeah, as that's the true. Elvish people. That's true. And I would basically, I would go on like a seven day, six night vacation to the Shire where every day is nothing but eating and laughing. At night, you can sit by a fire and read a book Aww. in a chair, or you can just go out and party with the hobbits, blasting fireworks and drinking beer, drinking ale. And you can go on carriage tours. So you're just saying, the Shire. really, you just need to go so on a trip to New Zealand and then just go to Germany during Oktoberfest. Pretty much. <laughs> so, but you can have the Hobbit. Now, granted, where you're staying is a full size version of what they have. So I'm not constantly ducking down. Um, but you can go on hiking trips throughout the Shire, and it's just very outdoorsy and quaint. And I would stay Aww. in the Shire, and my pretty much my souvenir would just be a silver goblet. That just had the name of the resort on the side of the guy. Nice. Well done. The Shire Hilton. (laughs) Very nice. Well, I guess that kind of wraps it up. So I guess we'll roll into the MFK. It's a little shorter episode this month. but So the MFK for this week, and I'm going to do this based off of because of Rebirth. uh, And if you haven't read DC Rebirth yet. and Or uh, Justice League, the Dark Side War came to a conclusion and we finally got a big little piece of information that there's not just one Joker in the DC Universe but three and because of that I'm going to do three Jokers tonight so I'm going to say Heath Ledger Joker Jared Leto Joker or the Jack Nicholson Joker for our MFK and I am going to start with Ben oh god (laughs) really? alright well there is no good answer to this no there really isn't well I would kill the Heath Ledger Joker because he's the most sadistic out of all of them. Now, it can be argued the Jared Leto Joker is just as sadistic, but we don't know that much about him yet. I would marry the Nicholson Joker um, just because, I don't know, it seems the most logical for some reason. The Jared Leto Joker, I would fuck. But here's the reason why. He is also friends with the... Uh, Harley Quinn that we know, which means I'm cheating on his ass with Harley. Doesn't oh no! Then I would marry Jared Leto because I could cheat on him with Harley. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Which means I would kill Heath Ledger and I would fuck Jack Nicholson um, because <laughs> uh, his makeup doesn't come off. <laughs> it's the only reason I can think of. <laughs> Bill. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to kill. Jared Leto's Joker because uh, those girls scare me. Grills, <laughs> Joe. Um, God, this is this is difficult. I think the most relatable one would be Jack Nicholson's Joker. So I think you'd have to marry that one. I mean, he was just so fun and he seemed so happy. 
that <laughs> he wasn't using Brandex. <laughs> and you gotta go. Yeah, go with, with a, a smile. smile. <laughs> that just leaves Heath Ledger's Joker. Because the likelihood of all of this for anybody's answer for whoever you're going to marry, that person you're marrying is most likely going to end up killing you. So yeah, let's be true. honest here. Regardless of the, yeah. So, so your, your answer is marry Nicholson, kill Leto, and fuck Heath Ledger. Yep. Okay. Sure. Cat. All right. Um... I guess I would probably kill Jack Nicholson Joker just because, you know what, I know everyone loves this. I was never a huge fan of the uh, older Batman movies. Um, and I would bang the Jared Leto Joker. He I mean, he seems beyond crazy, and I so I don't think I want to keep... I'm, any of the Jokers are freaking nuts, but... <laughs> But I don't think I could live with the girls. I could bang, but not keep the girls permanently. That's, no. Um, but the Heath Ledger Joker, I mean, it'd be a, an interesting time. I'd never be bored. That's fair. You know, I mean, he would keep things exciting before he killed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be dizzies. So well, I just wouldn't really you could, care. You could always <laughs> become the Harley Quinn to whatever Joker. That's true. So you can look at it that way. Is which which one do you want to be the Harley Quinn of? Heath Ledger Joker. There you go. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I'm pretty close. Oh no, I'm right on Cat's choices too. Actually, yeah. Jack Nicholson, <laughs> not my favorite Joker. Yeah. <sighs> Got to kill him. Uh, Jared Leto. I don't know how I feel about him yet. I I, I, I haven't seen believe him yet, I've yeah. yeah. I mean, we I've seen enough of him just to go. I don't I don't like his current physical incarnation. I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. I'm hoping the movie's going to prove me wrong. I'm yeah. completely open to going and seeing it and going, ha I was wrong. This Joker kicks ass. But I don't know yet. So I'm just going to fuck him. That's fair. <laughs> Heath Ledger, however, is my favorite Joker. So Mine I'm marrying too. Heath Ledger. And yeah. again, no, I mean, I'm going to die within the first week. It just, <laughs> it's going to happen. And more it's than true. likely, I'm going to get six or seven different bullshit stories about where that damn <laughs> scar came from before he takes me out. But... You know, I think yeah, I think that's. You could always be be his Harley as well. Um, Aww, no, no, I, I want to be this sane, sober one in that 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 homosexual relationship. Like I'm the one that's like, just don't don't even ask me about my husband. I don't want to get into it. I just want to get these files to Mister Laramie. By the end of the day, don't ask about the bruises. Don't ask about the pain around my lips. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> and if he ever says, "Do you want to see a magic trick?" Say no. <laughs> I do have a pencil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dinner parties are going to be awkward. They are going to be very yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. that leaves me on this one. So, then I'm going to actually follow suit with you guys almost, but change it up a little almost. bit. So, going to kill Jack Nicholson, even though I did enjoy him, and I think most likely I have a better chance of living with that one, but going to kill Jack Nicholson's Joker. Uh, Heath Ledger... I think you fuck Heath Ledger's Joker because you just don't know. I don't think with any of these, you're never going to know where it's going to go. But with him, yeah, that means you can get pushed off the building. It's going to be the match trick routine. You're like, let's rob a bank while we're having sex. And I'm like, and that's not going to go well for me either. What's the gun for? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's like, protection. He's like, oh, you know, that's not where I was thinking. But, uh, but I think you marry the Jared Leto Joker just so at night when he's asleep. You can sit there and try to just keep scrubbing the tattoos <laughs> off of him. And you're like, 
Why did you put damage across your forehead? I'm not okay with this. This is too much. And that's that's going to be my whole goal in that. That's the that. recipe for insanity to become this Harley Quinn. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. And just, just, You'll just, just eventually scrubbing. break. I'm just going to break it. I'm like, fine, this is my life now. I'm. You know what? Out of all three of these, I still don't know. I'm not like 100% solid, but I'm going to let Cesar Romero decide. I was going to say, if, if Mark Hamill was here, I did, we did that one too. We did that one too, yeah. Cesar Romero was the 1966 Joker for anybody who didn't know. Yeah, oh, I, did Dozier. Know. I did not know either. He's the the Joker that's like, you know what? I'm not gonna shave my uh, my uh, mustache. That's uh, in my contract. Just put the makeup over it. Go ahead. And everybody's like, really? Yep. You're gonna do that? And he's like, yep. What are you gonna do about? It? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Oh so God, let's kick around the table crazy. real quick. We'll uh, give our a couple of plugs uh, and then we'll uh, say goodnight. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ben, kick us off. Um. I was going to drop into a beatbox, and that wasn't going to work, because I'm not good at beatboxing. Aww. You said kick us off. That's what I thought of. That was a bad joke. Can we delete that? Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're asking me to do extra editing. No. No, no extra editing. No, delete. You never edit. You never, never edit. Never delete uh, You can check out our all of our podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, including DC Primetime, which Rob and I do together weekly, where we break down and review all of the DC television shows, which we're heading into our annuals yes, section after we have the week. last two finales this week, and then four weeks of annuals. Yes. Whoa. With some awesome, awesome opening music. I can't wait to start and using it. we have a couple of really good guests. Yes. Too, awesome. Uh, but all of our podcasts, including that one, can be found on the Next Level Podcast Network, nextlevelradioonline.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at nxtlevelradio, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline. And, of course, you can find all of the podcasts on the iTunes and Google Play platforms. And as Rob and I had mentioned, too, if you're going to be at Wizard World, check us out on Saturday at our DC vs. Marvel panel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, stop. If you do end up in the audience, uh, hang out afterwards and say hi. Fishy. Well, if you have been following my exciting saga since the beginning <laughs> of the inception of this podcast, you'll know about my never-ending project to uh, build and complete the TK costume, which, if you caught the earlier illusion, is actually done. Yay! It's actually together, it's actually functional, and I've actually been out in public with it. So, yay! Fetches a stormtrooper now! I've got, I've got nothing left to do. <laughs> That's a My life problem. is empty! <laughs> yeah. You now you're like, next TK costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to work on my job of the hut. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need so much pizza in life. <laughs> I like you, Kat. Um, I just got another book contracted, so now I have book two of the Philadelphia Coven Chronicles be coming out in August. And that's the sequel to Hunting for Spring. Mm-hmm. And um, on the convention front, I'm doing a steampunk event June 11th in Wilmington. If anyone wants to come to the Wilmington Western Railroad, it is a one day only. Um, Steampunk Puffer Belly Express. It just sounds adorable. <laughs> okay. So it's called and, Steampunk uh, Puffer Belly? I think so. Uh, or Puffer Belly. I don't know. Regardless. <laughs> it's at the Wilmington Western Railroad on June 11th. I knew that. And did, I'll be there. Did you mean Peterbilt? Because I know that they used no, to build Puffer trains. No, Puffer Belly. Okay. Puffer Belly. Weird. Maybe that's the adorable name of the train. Hmm? The adorable train Puffer Belly. I oh, thought it was sufficient <laughs> Finding Nemo. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I'm finding Nemo. Um, but there is. Um, but yeah, I'll be at that one. Pretty much going Mr. On. Bill. 
Too many games, too many games, too many games. Next month, I can't wait to go and report on all the awesome indie stuff that's being thought up. And uh, we get to give out another Golden Coffee Bean Award for best game. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to top Cobalt's. Yeah, Cobalt's from from uh, Cardboard Fortress. Yeah. yeah, I I seriously hope they they they're back this year I do and too. that they have Cobalt's in a more finished state. And we and, can play again. And we can play again, and hopefully maybe get a copy if they are that far yet. Yes, and I would really, really like to play more pop and music. Yes. So, <laughs> and we get to see MCLRs, and that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to coming out this year, too. I missed it last year, uh, but I have a concert on Friday and Saturday, but Sunday I'll be free, so hopefully I'll be out there on Sunday. Yep. Uh, uh, for me, again, it's just kind of reiterating um, Too Many Games 2016, which is... At the Oaks Convention Center, it's the Greater Philadelphia Convention Center uh, in Oaks, PA, from June 24th, 25th, and 26th, and as Ben mentioned as well, Wizard World uh, for 2016 in Philly, uh, June 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, and again, our uh, our panel is 6 p.m. on Saturday, I believe at room 115, so that'll be super fun and exciting, um, and beyond that, again, as also Bill, uh, not Bill, uh, Ben mentioned, DC Primetime uh, as well, which posts usually every Sunday night, if not Monday morning. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. And we say special thanks every month to our friends at Game Chop Records, especially DJ Cutman for our intro and outro music. And we will see you all next month. So, good night, everybody. Read DC Rebirth. Good night.